Ooh, yeah! Killer Pop from Outer Space presents War Games. What is up, party people? We are back. Killer Pod from Outer Space. Another week, another war games coming at you. I am Jeff, and I am with a lot of people tonight. But most in, most importantly, the Killer Pod crew. What's up, everybody? Uh, I got Vinny. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Killer Pod from Outer Space. We do have a special one. We got a little bit of a group going. Let's introduce our producer first. Sean is with us. Um, I'm in person. In person, which is nice. Documenting the evening. Yeah. I'm ready. He's got the leather-bound book, which is nice. Smells of rich mahogany. <laughs> I guess before producer, it would have been wise to introduce our other host, Peter. Hey, baby. What's Whoa, up? Oh, that was sensual. <laughs> and then we have our very special guest, the birthday girl upon us. The reason we're doing this whole war games. Hello, Dana, and happy birthday. Yay, thank you. Big 3 0. Big 3 0. Officially Old. older. The reason for the season. Officially, Ooh. you can count on hangovers lasting until the afternoon. Yeah. And they're usually multiple days. Yes. All right. I feel like that already happened. So Two to three days. Not fun. Various <laughs> joint and muscle pain will be upon you. Oh, yeah. Your calves will hurt for no good reason. <laughs> It feels weird not to be in your 20s anymore. Does it? Yeah. I, I forget what that's yeah, like. It's, so. it's I don't know. What are we going to do now? 20s are over. Yeah. If I could be young again. We also have a studio audience this evening. We have oh, Brother Connor. And Brother audience Mo. Of, audience of one. Oh, no, I had Mo. Mo's down there. Is Mo down there? Yeah. Yeah, he's there. Boys on the couch. Yep. The, uh, the beer is flowing. The, the, the weed is just... The, the smoke Locking. clouds are everywhere. It's like Locking. a Cypress Hill show in here. <laughs> <laughs> get busy. All right. Everybody, here, you have my coaster. Birthday no, I didn't take, I said koozie. Ah, uh, no, I'm not a koozie for you. It's okay. I got to keep my koozie. You can have my fancy pink one. My, uh, our wedding one's up there. I'll get it on the first pee break of Tell the COVID girl to get out of the bedding. No, she's, she's resting. COVID in the house. What's up? The other producer <laughs> might have COVID. I don't think she does. Eh, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I guess we'll find out if we are all ill in the yeah, next couple of days. We'll let you know. Well, I mean, she's upstairs. We're down here. Oh, yeah, true. Well, this Isolated. Is... My throat feels scratchy. Um, all right, so we're going to skip the other shenanigans, get right into business here. Yeah, I was going to just jump into that. We're going right to beers. I'm excited for this one. Can we all open it at the same time? Yeah. I'll... Yeah, let Jeff introduce it first, then we'll open it. All right. Well, this one is, uh, we've been talking about it for a couple weeks now. Uh, shout out to Joe Fiddler for picking it up for me from Neshaminy Creek. Uh, it is the collab with the Mahoning Drive-In Theater. It's called Showtime at Sundown. It's a retro American lager, so it's light in alcohol, 4.2. Uh, I'm expecting a crushable beer that hopefully will be around for the season and it can become our, uh, our new uh, Mahoning, Mahoning beer. beer? Oh, yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be really cool. Um, for those who don't know, our mo normal Mahoning beers are Bush and Labatt Blue. So, you know, this why? Gonna, this is going to be a little pricier. I mean, yeah, I know. $17 for a 30 rack is But I wonder if they're selling it up there. 
We'll see. Yeah, it'd be interesting to find. I mean, I, I don't think I could be happier with a better, you know, collaboration than the Shamini Creek, who we love, we've mentioned on the episode, and our beloved Mahoney. Like, that's yeah. a great duo. How did this collab happen? No idea. I, yeah, I can't wait to... No um, idea. To ask... Uh, they're, Virgil, they're probably Virgil, just, yeah. They probably just go there. I was going to say... Maybe yeah, like that... Uh, Virgil is, I believe, from the Ben Sale, like, your old yeah. neighborhood area. Yeah. Ah, okay. Well, that yeah. Sense, so. I think Warrington, maybe. I'm not sure. Don't quote me. But okay. I'm sure, yeah, they're all friendly and such, so... Yeah. The can is very true to form, too. I mean, it's very kind of right on exactly how it is. You got the ET and the moon. Yeah. You got the cars, and, you know, everyone's sitting on top of the roof of their cars and their hoods. I mean, it's it's perfect. Huh? Pete, what do you got over there? I have something a little special. Mm. Well, maybe. I haven't tasted it yet. But I have this here uh, from... Hermit Thrush Brewery in Brattleboro, Vermont. It is a grapefruit and rosemary wild sour hard seltzer. Oh, damn, that's a lot going on. And and I used it to make a little cocktail. Ooh. With yeah, you never uh, do cocktails on the show. With um, yeah, because shit gets out of hand. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever listened to when we are drinking liquor, but it doesn't end well. Um, <laughs> and somehow I'm the blame. Um, because we don't do it unless you're here. <laughs> so no um, one else I, rips I, I, a bottle of tequila out of their backpack unless Sean's got one in there. Not this time. Um, I uh, but yeah, I put some tequila in it and a little bit of regular seltzer, and uh, any yeah, garnish? Nah, lime wedge. It's in a it's in a, it's in a Yeti mug. Oh, okay, oh. I dig that. that um, sounds, sounds good. Quite refreshing. Oh, oh wait, actually, it's kind of gross. Oh no. Oh. <laughs> Oh, no. Maybe Do you blame the, the seltzer? seltzer? Definitely the seltzer. The show first. Something that was gross. It was good at first, and now, damn. I'm sorry, man. All right, well, I'm sorry, Hermit Thrush. Really wish I really wish I hadn't made two of these. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oofa. All right, well, Pete's going to battle through that. Yep, no wasting. And uh, unless anyone has anything they'd like to mention. Anything muy were... importante? On the board, Sean, Dana, Vinny. I'll save mine for next week. Yeah, I don't really have anything important. Um, you guys yeah. saw the new Top Gun, right? Well, I was going to save it for next week, but now that you oh, spilled the beans. All right, talk know. about Top Gun. It was awesome. Did anyone else see it? It was awesome. Dude, it was dope. Fuck, saw it in IMAX. Fuck, it was some of the, the coolest <laughs> and most exciting, like, aerial... Plain Air Force battles I've ever seen. It was super cool. Uh, they had Blue Angels doing the stunts, and you could tell because it, it was all very precise. There was no uh, noticeable CGI. Like certainly nothing was like you know on green screen and like completely blatantly CGI. Like they might have done some brush ups, but these Blue Angel pals were doing the stunts. The sound was incredible. The visuals. It was. Very well done. And then I didn't even care or respect for it to have a good story. I was just there for the action and the air battles. And the story was actually pretty good, too. And, like, they tied it tied it um, in well with the first one. It was quite a fun ride. Mm-hmm. Well, Val Kilmer. Um, yeah, I just caught an interview with him. Apparently, he's uh, doing okay. He's Recovering well? 
I guess he's a throat cancer survivor now, they're saying. Okay. And uh, he did an interview. Like, he wears a scarf, and I'm guessing he has a um, yeah. trach ring or something. But Yeah, he kind of kind of sounds like Kane. Yeah, but he's talking, and he I mean, doesn't the, look bad. I mean, in look, the movie, they had, like, his character, Iceman, like, also have throat cancer. And, like, they explained that he can't even talk anymore. Mm. So he was, like, communicating with Maverick via computer. But then there's, like, an emotional scene where he stands up and actually speaks. But you could tell... Ooh. Why giving it away? It's not a spoiler. Like, oh. I mean, and now I, I'm not going to be as emotional. Yeah, the tears aren't going to flow. <laughs> well, well, damn it! Now I know he's going to speak. So that ruins that whole thing. Yeah, bastard. Right, Good well, stuff. Well, and I, I couldn't recommend it more in uh, IMAX. I, I mean, IMAX is expensive, but well worth it. Well worth it. Um, I have uh, a Val Kilmer. Um, documentary is on amazon produced yep. by him yeah uh if anybody's interested i still want to watch it. it i'm like trying to bring myself to watch it yeah it's, still on my list. it's not like it's it's more positive than anything. no and that's fine but you're gonna see yeah. like what he's going through and it's gonna bum me yeah. out yeah it's more like realizing that you know like i think he's fine like financially but, but, but like he, he's not as good as you would think somebody like you know some poor financial decisions had to bail his dad out of yeah. some debt and shit. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot but, that comes with that. Yeah, but anyway, I mean, he was fucking Batman. So, um, anyway, yep. well, we want to jump into it, then, boys and lady. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. So, All right. oh, you okay. no, go ahead. You do it. You do it. Yeah. War games this evening. So we are. We've only done this once before. We did it for 1980. Which was a challenging one. Uh, it was a very lean year, but we are going to break lean down, night. break down and dissect the year of 1992 in honor of Dana's birth year. Woo. So the way we do this, not a traditional list. We're going to break it down by categories. So we have blockbuster movies, which for the most part means like the highest grossing movies of the year, or at least like a blatantly obvious movie that people at the time. We're lining up to see, and there was a lot of word of mouth, a lot of hype for the movie, uh, similar to Top Gun Maverick. Everyone's talking about that, and it's been doing good in the box office. Then you have Oscar winners or nominees. Uh, this would be, of course, from the 1993 Oscars, because they review the year before. We have action movie. We have drama. <clears throat> we have horror. We have comedy. We have a family slash kids movie. And we have the miscellaneous category. Uh, this one, for the most part, I'm sure we're all going to save for last because we're not going to be competing to get anything on the board. You can mention anything that you find noteworthy from the year 1992, whether that be something from the news, uh, someone... God damn it, Shane. Shane's calling me while we're recording. Good old Shane. Um, we have... Yo. What, what's up, Shane? <laughs> Ah, what are you guys doing? Well, we're, we're recording. We're recording an episode that you just decided to cut in on, so that's cool. All right, fuck you. I won't call. Uh, well, all right then. All right, <laughs> hanging up. Yo, Pete. Yo. Shane. Shane. Um, so anything noteworthy from the year 1992? Uh, the trick is, you know, there's certain movies I can go across a few of these categories. There's four of us picking this list, but the the catch is that 
no movie can be used twice. So once once one of us mentions a movie, it is off the board. That's why we gotta use a little bit of strategy. We gotta have backup movies. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be a bit of a game, what a happens, war game. If I what happens if you do ask, like you run out of movies, you gotta be on Google real quick. Yeah, you need yeah, to be ahead of the game. Okay, I got the tab open to this is movies. this isn't 1992 anymore, right? You got the Googles. <laughs> True. This isn't like yeah, you got to already delve this out. Yeah, find the, yeah, the almanac yeah. from. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to go to the encyclopedia. I gotta go to Vinny's Blu-ray wall. I don't think you'll be able to find the years just from the spines of <laughs> oh, yeah. Blu-rays. I about that. Unless you're really up and up on your knowledge. You don't sort those by year. Nah, alphabetical. I don't, like, I don't like how he does it either. He keeps the DVDs and the Blu-rays together. I don't yes. like that. Yeah, I don't separate them. I also have uh, franchise is looped in with the main alphabet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I know. So I Friday, do mine Friday by... Friday 13th under F, but Jason X is still right. with the rest of the See, franchise. mine is all by distributor. So the, the logos on the spines line up. So I have all my Arrow stuff, all my Vinegar Syndrome stuff, all my Severin stuff, all my Shout Factory stuff. Yeah, I mean, it, it does look handsome. Yeah. Now, it does get a little weird, though, like when you're looking for one of the Halloweens and it's just like because I, I have a different version of it, so it's not with anything else. That gets annoying. But Yeah, I think, I think my system's fine. And I also keep my DVDs separate. DVDs are in no particular order anymore. They've been bamboozled maybe i'll deal with that another day there's a lot of them i should probably filter those out soon because it's not like i'm buying any dvds yeah ever again yeah i don't know what i would do with them like all my vhs's are in a box i don't display them because i'm just out of room my dvds are in a box should i reverse it should i put all the dvds in a box and break out the vhs's yes mm. they just take up more space yeah they're thick mm. yeah, do, you, yeah. do you even know what a vhs is Oh my god. Yeah, we had clamshells. I'm just kidding. Gemini wow. crickets. was invented in 1996. <clears throat> really? The DVD. Mm -hmm. hmm, I thought it was earlier. The laser disc was before. Yeah, we didn't have any laser discs. No, they were like giant records. Alright, so as far as the order of picking, we decided uh, via Pete's recommendation to be gentlemen in honor of her birthday, Dana will be picking first. And then we'll go. So wait, are we gonna do trivia? The side between between the three of you. Trivia. Yeah, I got trivia. I can do All that. Right. Yeah, that'd be fun. All right. So I don't have to participate. In no, trivia. because you're you're I'm special sure. today. You sit back and relax. I like it. You're a special lady today. Hmm. I'm gonna hit you with this one first. You guys, Vinny's writing something. Okay. I'm just gonna write down the draft or something. Forget. No. I am ready for trivia though. Okay. In the 1992 film Batman Returns, oh, yes. Give it to me. this popular actor and entertainer of the time made a cameo as the Penguin's father. Uh, Paul Rubens. Good man. Yeah, well done. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm picking second, baby. All right. I, would have, I would have never gotten that name out. Pete and Vinny for the third and fourth spot. Paul Rubens. God, I love that man. This... Pepsi variation was released in 1990. Pepsi clear, clear, clear Pepsi? Nope. Mm -mm. It's not the right name. Yeah, you're calling it the wrong thing, both of you. Pe Crystal Pepsi. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> you were both right, Jess. 
Which, what is that? Because I don't even know what that Pepsi is. Pepsi with no just, color. It was just clear. But like, it tastes yep. like Pepsi? Uh, I don't remember. I remember drinking it. I'm sure it was, like, a little bit Di- off, Yeah, it had to be different. But... I don't remember. I remember liking it. So it's like they wanted to be Sprite, but they wanted to stay Pepsi. Yeah, it's just a gimmick to sell stuff. Yeah. All right, so the order will be Dana, Jeff, Pete, and then myself. Should we do it snake style? Where we hiss after we pick our, yeah, our things? No, like a uh, famous football draft. No. Right. Hey, you know how we, Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Um, so, Dana, you can start us off. You pick whatever category you want to start. Okay. I'm going to do action. And I'm going to pick Reservoir Dogs. Okay. That's actually a really good pick. Oh, yay! Got approved. I was worried because it said crime. I'm like, well, is it well, some action? There's some shooting. It could, it could go a couple different ways. Yeah. It could go in the drama. It was in, yeah, drama was on there, too. Was there any Oscar nominations for that? <coughs> for that? I, don't I don't believe so, so no. Yeah. Definitely um, not a blockbuster. This movie was also listed under comedy. Yeah, I saw that. That makes zero. I mean, there's some and funny thriller? moments. Yeah. Maybe but it, just when he's cutting the guy's ear off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a little bit of everything in it. I would have personally put it as my drama pick, probably. But action works as well. I mean, yeah. it is about a what bank you heist. What do about that? Um, or a jewelry heist, I should well, say. Well, I like, I like heist movies. So, And then, obviously, Quentin Tarantino. And then, also, I liked the whole crew... And cast, and I liked all their nicknames and how they didn't really know who each other were in the movie. Yeah, that is a fun little yeah. part of it. I always, you don't see that a lot. No. Where, like, they assemble the crew, but the crew doesn't even know who the other guys are. Like, that's okay, that, yeah. It's been done many times since then because uh, it's been ripped off. But I mean, it's a smart way as far as committing a crime goes. I thought, Can't I thought rat on each other. are always, like, besties, but, Yeah. So, it's a good movie. What do you guys think? I think it's a good pick, for sure. I mean, Harvey Keitel, Tim Roth, and Michael Madsen just... Uh, and and uh, Chris Penn. I mean, this is, like you said, the cast. Mm-hmm. Buscemi? Yeah, I was going to say Buscemi. Buscemi He's sorry, got yeah, one of the yeah. finest monologues in the movie. Well, my coffee filled at least three times. <laughs> um... Very heartbreaking when Harvey Keitel realizes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on? The I just spoilers for this yeah, movie. the <laughs> end is it's such a, it's such a good ending too because like it. All right, the the heist is botched. The secret is now out, and yeah, then Keitel's just like, well, this really sucks. Yep. Another one with Michael Madsen was. First thing I saw him in was Free Willy, so everything after. I don't, I don't think I ever saw Free Willy. <laughs> messed me up. Oh, yeah, <laughs> me up. Yeah. I was like, what's he do? Why is he, why is Free Willy, why is the dad cutting the ear off this gentleman? That's a great um, So I, I love the connection with um, uh, Michael Madsen and how he's the older brother to Vincent Vega. Yeah. Yes, love that. In, in uh, Pulp Fiction. And that's that's really just something you have to connect yourself if you're not like. Yeah. So how is that dropped again? Just Vega, um, Vincent Vega. Yeah, it's, it's just that their both last name is Vega. Yeah. Some at some point, I think in Pulp Fiction, there's like a mention of a brother, maybe. 
Yeah, but, I thought there was a mention of a brother. Yeah, I think there is, but I don't. So he's Vic. He's Victor, right? Vic, Vic Vega. Yeah. Vic, Vic Vega, yeah. Um. Yeah, but then, but there's no connection between like Harvey Keitel's not the Wolf. Like right. different, totally, totally different. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, the... But yeah, no, I, 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 that's one of my favorite things that, that Tarantino does. And I think it's definitely something that he does just for the fans is like the little, you know, can, candy, uh, red apple cigarettes. Right. I was going to say that. And all these little things. The that, Tarantino verse. There's yeah. a lot of fun going on in there. Yeah. I, I really love that. And, and it goes, it's all the way from, you know, the movies that are set like the, you know, in like Django is somehow connected to Pulp Fiction. Well, I love in, the fact one that way or the other. he, in Tarantino's mind, uh, Django is a descendant of Dolomite or Shaft or something. I think it's Dolomite, though. I think it's Dolomite. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's that that's great. Right. Like the, the fact that in his head, like that's he's like, oh no, it's like a, it's like the great 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 grandson of of Dolomite. Like, I love that you think that way. That's awesome. Sean, anything anything you want to add to that? Nah, good movie. Okay, where do I want to go from there? This is tough. All right, Reservoir Dogs off off the board. The board. Hmm. Were you guys gonna say that in any of your categories? I was not actually. I, I had, had it, it as a few backups. Had it, yeah, I had it in there. I had it as a backup for for a category, but. Um, definitely a good solid pick. All right. I'll do my action too because I want to take this one before anybody else does. And I want to go with – actually, I already know what Vinny's going to take for action, so I guess nobody was probably going to take this. But oh, yeah. Vinny, can you please just get that out of the way? <laughs> my, my action. You're going to have to wait. The, no one knows where I'm going with that one. One of the most anticipated sequels of my childhood, uh, Batman Returns. 92, as a as a child for me, seeing these commercials was driving me nuts. Cause I remember it was coming out in the summer, and I was spending like the week or week and a half with my grandmother, and all I was waiting for was my dad to come pick me up and take me to see Batman Returns, and then he never did. Son of a bitch. He took me to see Batman in 89, and then didn't take me to see Batman Returns. And <gasps> what I was, was he doing? I don't know. I don't, I don't think he cared. I think he was more into the Batman 89 because of the Prince soundtrack. <laughs> Should we call him? Nah, he won't. He's in the mountains anyway. <laughs> probably, probably sleeping at this point. Was it eight thirty? Oh yeah, he's a face passed out. Um, no, but yeah, it was just the commercials, just weeks of uh, weeks of commercials and stuff. And yeah, Mc- what was McDonald's the ad campaign hype. like? I was too young. Um, the bat, the cat, the penguin. They really didn't let on to how like weird it was going to be. They kept it pretty. Oh, here's another Batman. Like you saw the first one. Here comes the second one. Um. It was straightforward, you know, yeah. just Hollywood. Hey, was there it. like, um, I mean, I, I always think of like Batman Forever with this because it was more my age. Was was there like uh, fast food joints? Yeah. Other places like Yeah, yeah. So it? McDonald's caught a lot of heat for their McDonald's hip, Happy Meals after the movie came out because people were like, you know, nobody, after the first Batman, I think it was just assumed that it was going to be for all ages, and then it was 
way, you know, all the sexual undertones and yeah. overtones and weird freak people and serial killers. Like, it just, it blew minds. Anyway, uh, it was a movie I didn't appreciate for a long time until, like, my teens, and I really super got into it. I'm in the same boat for that. This one, at a young age, uh, really scared me when I was, you know, in that, like, five, six uh, age range when it was uh, recently out. And then, you know, my love for the Tim Burton ones, or Tim Burton original and um, Joel Schumacher to didn't this one didn't catch on to me into my teen years, as well. They released this one around the holidays. Nah, it was this summer. Hmm. Uh, oh, you'd, really? you'd think that with it being the yeah. Christmas Taking time. Place around Christmas. It's That's weird. weird yeah. Yeah. I wonder if they had other intentions for that. I think it was a, it was going to be a summer blockbuster. That was the the deal and i think it probably underperformed because people were like freaked out by it um, uh it was the top grossing movie of the year oh, okay good then it, it didn't under yeah, i just I, people this, were super like this would have easily uh qualified under blockbuster it was okay the, the number one people were movie. super like thrown off by this i remember that much like because even like my so my dad he didn't take me to see it but for my birthday when it came out on vhs he got it for me for my birthday and that would be the first time I saw it, and watching it, I was like, I don't understand half of the shit that's going on here. Um, and I know even reading articles today, a lot of people say it's like the one that just left people with their heads, scratching their heads. Like, really? Yeah. I mean, it's not that. Because, I mean, look at the, 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 the difference. So, it's a Tim Burton movie, but you're coming off of Batman 89, right? Tim Burton clearly has his own style, but B Batman 89 is not really in that mold. Well, they were both very dark and gothic and right. that, that cathedral sense going on. I mean, that, the final show. But then the he takes the it to, like, the next level yeah. in returns. Well, I mean, your argument with it being horror a movie. horror movie, yeah. Especially with the horror category being pretty slim, I'm surprised he didn't take it there. Oh, I got plenty lined up, buddy. Plenty. All right. All right. Dana, did Batman you, Returns did you off the see board. This one? Yeah, what do you think? This one that you've ever seen? Yeah. Oh, okay. With, yeah, with um, Danny DeVito. Yeah. Yeah, it was on my list because it was, but um, not my favorite Batman, but. Try watching it during uh, Christmas. Isn't there a Batman movie that they say like you guys talked about for Christmas? Yeah, this Is one. It this one. one? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, I think it's 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 a horror a horror movie essentially. Yeah. Oh, it could have been in that category too. Though. It could have. Yeah. Yep. Then then someone would argue with me, I'm sure. But for this, I would. This, this fits a lot of them too. When you you drop that that, I mean, I'm sure other people have, have noticed it or said it, but you dropped that on a previous episode. It blew my mind. I couldn't agree more. Mm. All right, Pete, that leaves you up. I'm going to go <clears throat> to the realm of comedy. Okay. Oh. Strong category, by the way. Mm -hmm. Real strong. Uh, to one of the best uh, movies to come out of Studio 8H in New York City, Wayne's World. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. That was my number one in that, that category there. Yep, that was online. I figured it was almost everyone's number one. So yeah. good. Um, 
a movie that I can I consider not only to be flawless, but its sequel is also flawless. It's probably one of the best one-two punch sequels that I consider equal in quality and laughability in one and two. Um, I didn't realize. Sorry to interrupt, but like, did you know that people like of the time? I'm not sure if it was of the time or now. Consider the sequel to be awful. Yeah, it's like Ghostbusters too. People like hate it, and I don't. I mean, really, I, I really, don't know why. I don't like Ghostbusters too. I love Those Ghostbusters people, too. Walking is in two. Yeah, I love. Yeah, the only way that you're gonna follow up Rob Lowe as this as a total <laughs> sleaze is if you're gonna if you're gonna bring Walking. And he was a great villain in two. Wayne Stock. <laughs> what is Wayne Stock? <laughs> um. Anyway, but I don't, we don't need to talk about two. But one, you're introduced. I mean, you know, uh, I think I definitely saw, I probably saw the movie before I ever really saw any of the SNL clips because I didn't really see um, much of that SNL until it started like being replayed on like VH1 and stuff, um, like after school when I was a little bit older. But I definitely saw this. Um, and it's one of those movies that's great for like, you know, it's not like the comedies now that are just like super dirty. Like, there's just jokes that like totally go over, went over my head. So it wasn't like it was. It's not like this is a really inappropriate movie for uh, kids. You know, it's PG-13, but yeah. Um, but but like the jokes are clean enough, while like just being like slightly dirty. Some of them mm-hmm. that that you just don't like when he's ordering he's ordering Chinese food, and Wayne's like, I'll have the cream of some young yeah. guy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, like we wouldn't get that as kids. I but, definitely right, did not. Right, right. That and the, I, think, uh, I think I was like 16 rewatching. I was like, what? When uh, Rob Lowe's standing behind her and she says, is that you or the snake? And I was like, I don't get it. <laughs> right, right. Um, but yeah, so good. Um, Dana Carvey, uh, comedic genius. Uh, Mike Myers, comedic genius. Chris Farley is in this movie, comedic genius. Um and even like all the straight roles are played so well that I'm not going to remember the actor's name. He's just like kind of one of those guys that's always kind of like a side character in, in random comedies. The bald guy who was like the right hand guy to um, to Rob Lowe. Um, uh, I forget his name. Jeffrey Rush? No, not Jeffrey Rush. No. Is it Jeffrey something? Maybe. But then like all like the, like, uh, I mean, I could just recite. These two, I, I have so these two movies I, I quote like all the time. Sometimes people don't even uh, get it, but um, yeah, I, I love uh, the scene where um, they're trying to prove that they're not sellouts, and and every time it cuts back to Garth, he's in like an Adidas tracksuit, oh, yeah. three or, Reebok, like, or, <laughs> or like they're doing like these like yeah, they're doing like, these fake commercials. It's I don't like, want to talk about this anymore. It's yeah. giving me a headache. <laughs> Here, new, new, take two of these. Newprint. Newprint. Tiny. Little. Yellow. <laughs> Different. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Anyway, um, I this is I mean, if we were to just do a straight up comedy list, this would be top five for me. So um easily. So I haven't um, seen that I haven't seen it in so long. I feel like I need to rewatch. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean it's fun stuff. I think Pete said it Pete said it perfectly. Um Mike Myers just banging out this 
then Wings World 2, and then right into Austin Powers. He was on a roll. And was this his first movie? This? No. Uh, no. Axe Murderer was before this. Yeah. No, that wasn't before this. Really? Or was that in between? No, that wasn't in between this This was probably movie. his first movie, because it's an SNL movie. So. Yeah, that makes sense. Because it started as an SNL skit. Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe I just saw this before I saw Axe Murderer. Yeah. Well, this, this would have been before Axe Murderer. Right, but I, or but I, I think I associated, Axe I don't know. I, anyway, either it doesn't matter. I think I, may, or maybe I saw Axe Murder. I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, some people find his comedy too silly. But I mean, I don't know how anyone couldn't laugh at this movie, or Austin Powers. I mean, you'd have to yeah. kind of not have a soul. There's uh, plenty yeah, I mean, of enjoyment and laughter in this movie. I think it's really all about like how, what age you are when you see things because like like when I talk to my boss he's like 20 25 years older like his formative movies not that these aren't great movies but like Blazing Saddles and like Caddyshack are his like formative like mm-hmm. well but they but, were but they were considered the ridiculous silly right, nonsense exactly. movies of the time Exactly, but when I talk to him and I'm like, I'll like make a reference to Dumb and Dumber, he's like, oh yeah, I'm not. That's not. I don't. <laughs> I, don't I don't really think. That. But like, but like for me, I mean, it's like Dumb and Dumber, Wayne's World, Austin Powers, Anchorman. Like those. That's like what formed me and our friends' comedy minds. Well, that's the other thing with with <coughs> Mike Myers' style. It kind of kicked off what we were going to get into with Will Ferrell. And yeah. his whole type of comedy, like, yeah, it, it piggybacked off each other, like, yeah. yeah, good stuff, iconic. Kurt Fuller able, was who I was thinking able, of, by the way. Okay, but to be able to get, um, like, everything now, and I'm not, this isn't a complaint, but uh, you can get away with a lot more now, and everything is a little bit more raunchy and dirty now. But like, to get away with this, the stuff, like in Awesome Powers, to be able to make it still like friendly for 13 year olds you know pg be a pg-13 movie is really difficult well yeah like, you know? i mean when him and um because you could easily just go totally blue and make it an r-rated movie but you know but uh, um yeah okay yeah. i was gonna quote the wrong thing <laughs> <Whoops>. <laughs> also robert patrick comes as the t-1000 in this yeah 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 have you seen this boy <sighs> Yeah, it's such a good movie. There's so many good jokes. Um, very just on-the-nose stuff. And... Wow, what's going on over there? And I saw it in the movie theater on Thanksgiving Day when I was a kid. So. Oh, that's fun. Oh, it's love, always uh, going to hold a special place in my heart. I love when the first time he walks up to the gas works. This is the gas works. And this is the bouncer. He's like, hey, who's playing tonight? He's like, uh, some new band in the shitty Beatles. Oh, the shitty Beatles. How are they? They suck. They suck. <laughs> the, the bouncer's meatloaf, dude. Is it? Yeah. I don't think I ever made that connection. Yeah. We got, uh, yeah, wh- whoever, the shitty Beatles and Crucial Taunts fitting this shit up a set. <laughs> shitty dude, Beatles. Oh, the Jolly Green Giants. That's who it is. The Jolly Green <laughs> Giants. And they, and yeah, and they, and they, uh, yeah. They're all dressed like the Jolly Green Giants. Right. I love, I love, I love one more thing. I love the conversation that he has when he learns uh, Cantonese. Hi, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, and he's like, and, but then there's, there's like the pause 
for it to keep translating on the screen. Hilarious. <laughs> like comedy timing at its peak. Good. Also, Psycho Hose Beast. Yeah, that's, that's... I use that term quite often. Hi, Wayne. Hi. <laughs> I don't even need... I don't even own a gun. I don't own enough guns to necessarily... Oh, my God. I made eye contact. She's, she's <laughs> coming this way. All right. Let's move on because, yeah, we can do that one all night. Yeah, I don't need to rewatch it anymore. You guys just Good. go to it all. <laughs> all right. Let's see. I have two movies that I'm concerned about someone else taking from me. But... No one else is going to choose Under Siege. <laughs> Uh, I'm a little bit worried about what Dana might do. When she said action, my heart sank a little bit. All right, I'll have to write it down. I forgot. Uh, all right, I'm going to go with drama. And I'm going to take off the board a little movie called A Few Good Men. Woo! Any love for this? Uh, I'm not really into the dramas of this year. Uh... It's a tough. That's, that's actually a tough I only category had, for me. I only had two dramas. That's why I was concerned. I love this movie. I, I mean, I really love this movie. Like, uh, what Rob Reiner does in this movie with, with Tom Cruise, and then uh, Jack Nicholson. I believe no, he, he yeah he was up. So this could have gone in, in Oscars too. He was up for best supporting mm-hmm. actor. He has, and he's on screen for like ten minutes in the entire movie. Right, three, three, really two and a half scenes, but all two and a half of those scenes in all ten minutes, I mean, like you, your eyes are glued to the screen. And I've seen this movie so many times; it's on cable a ton. When I'm flicking through channels or the guide or whatever, and it's on, I put it on, regardless. But if it's one of the Jack Nicholson scenes, I'm literally stopping in my tracks and watching the entire scene and probably annoying Stephanie and quoting it as it goes. I, I probably go at least three times a year. We'll just bring the scene up on YouTube and watch it. Yeah. The, um, when he's in the stand. Yeah. The, the breakfast scene though too is low key. I mean like the, the courtroom scene, you know, overshadows it, but that breakfast scene yeah, is another like amazing uh dialogue and monologue uh the whole movie though i mean i love tom cruise in this it uh so 92 i guess i put his name on the map for this was probably the first like serious yeah having the acting chops and having the balls to go one-on-one with kevin bacon and with uh jack nicholson Kevin Bacon. Uh, I love Kevin Bacon in this, how he's like super cocky, but at the end was like, yeah, dude, like, yeah, you won that fair and square. Well, well done. Yeah. With the code red. Um, you want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. Yeah, what well, his main quotes in the stand? You can't handle the truth. Yeah, that one. Okay. I haven't seen this in forever, too. Dude, it's so good. Kiefer Sutherland. Uh, well, Demi Moore, obviously. Yeah. I, I mean... There, I really like the the chemistry with her and Tom Cruise too. Like, just across the board, it's so good. And as a kid, now obviously I didn't see this when I was four. Um, I probably watched it with my dad or something like at ten or eleven, and probably went way over my head. But when I was like old enough and mature enough 
to understand what was going on and and still like too young to probably like like you would think I would find a courtroom drama like boring completely captivated and fell in love with this movie at a very early age um it's one of those like cover to cover movies with no action going on with a lot of dialogue all dialogue uh and monologues just so well done and really did aaron Aaron sorkin write this who wrote this Mm, let me pull it up yeah aaron sorkin yeah it's got it's got that like that dialogue like only certain people can write because all it is is words that that have to captivate you i mean otherwise you're just watching people on the screen Um, well yeah i mean aaron sorkin like west wing yeah that explains it right there yeah um i same like if this is on tv i see it on tv um i pretty much leave it on uh yeah just fantastic i i i've i like i met like this is the kind of movie that i imagine like drama teachers should use like to teach yeah you know like um and there's there's times where i will sit and i'll i'll read this the die i'll read the dialogue of that that argument of both tom cruise and jack nicholson because i want to like memorize it and just like Mm -hmm. just like drop it on someone one day like in a mcdonald's and everyone just, I know, right? Like, like um, yeah, in the McDonald's, like, uh, shit, I can't remember the like the word for word quote. Like, we use words like honor, code, respect. You use them like a punchline. Yeah, you can drop that at McDonald's, right, Jeff? <laughs> Dropping your uh, Big Mac order? No. And getting mad at the guy for taking too long? That has never happened. <laughs> <laughs> I love. I just love how he's so. He's so in, like intentionally insulting to them oh He's my like, god like when he when he says you you know uh like you said uh you want me on the wall you need me on that wall he's like who's gonna do it you you lieutenant weinberg yeah. what did weinberg do he's just sitting there like what <laughs> i just i i i think of that and i think of ross weinberg this guy that that Vinny and i know from college and i just think I'm like yeah last person you'd ever want to put a military uniform on <laughs> Yeah, poor Weinberg. Like he was just like basically, uh, he got shut shut out early in the in the trial for screwing yeah. something up. Yeah. Goddamn right, I did. <laughs> All right. Before Vinny goes on a quote tangent, <laughs> next Dana. <laughs> Gotta cut him off before he gets crazy. Um. Okay. I'm gonna go horror. Oh. Because it was a you said it was a slim. Yeah, it's pretty slim. So I struggled and I didn't know a lot. Couple of Stephen Kings, but not good Stephen. No, like. Yeah, not good. So I'm Cocaine, Stephen King. Gonna do a classic Candyman. Mm. Yeah, he stole mine. Stole right. mine. Oh. Love this movie. Love that Joker. Um, yeah, so I feel like it's just one of those iconic ones. It's honestly not one of my favorite horror movies, but I we did just recently watch the new one, so it gave me more appreciation to like. Wait, why is it like? What about it? I don't know. It was just never one of like my favorites. It was that way for me too until I rewatched it when I bought it um, a little while ago, and I got a whole new appreciation for it. Yeah. So, and I mean, I said Candyman in the mirror all the time when I was. Yeah, I was gonna say we had that lore like when we were kids, like all scared. So it's not like I don't know. It was just never always top of mind as like 
the classics that we rewatched a million times, but still a great movie. Um, Tony Todd in this. Mm-mm-mm. I feel like they kind of make you feel bad for him sometimes. You're supposed to, yeah. 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 Okay. He, he was, you know, the victim yeah. essentially. Yeah. And right. He's being unleashed. Revenge. You guys had this on yours too? Yeah. 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 Um, I know I've talked about it on here before. But the thing that I like the most about this movie is that it's a horror movie that takes place in a setting that, like, almost no other horror movie I can think of takes place. The uh, projects. The projects. Yeah, like an yeah. urban setting, like. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so it... that alone makes it unique and draws you in, and um, and just like all the news about it, and like the news reporter stories about it during it, and uh, whatever. Like, um, I just think this, yeah. It's a great, great horror movie. Great pick. Yeah, yeah I mean, this, um, it, almost, it, you know, it almost seems like an obvious one, but it had to be the top one to go. This is one of those ones that, like, someone's going to be fighting to get, to be concerned that they're not going to get the pick or they want to get it early. Because it had to be the first horror one to go, I think. All right. So Candyman's off the board. Jeffy, what do you got? I don't know. I don't know where I want to go here. What category are you thinking? I think I'm actually going to go comedy. I think I know what he's going to say. Do you? No, no. Don't take mine. I got a, I got a tough toss-up. So, I can go the twofer route and get another movie with Paul Rubens in here. <laughs> or I can stick to my, my guns and talk about the Pauly Shore classic, Encino that's Man. That's what I thought you were going to say. Yeah, that, that's what I'm going with, Encino Man. Weezing the juice. Weezing the juice. No weezing the juice. This is just a straightforward, dumb-ass California comedy. It's young Brendan Fraser, Pauly Shore, um, uh, the kid from Goonies, Sean Astin. Um, he plays the older brother. Sean Astin? What, Sean Astin is one of the three. He's just a friend. Yeah, he's, he's, he's the one that like that digs essentially him digs him up and gets him thought out in the garage. But it's just stupid. It's two kids trying to dig an in-ground pool, find a frozen block of a caveman. It thaws, and out comes Brendan Fraser, and they're trying to teach him how to be California cool in 1992. Yeah, I got him to fit in. And yeah, they bring him to school. Fish out of water, classic comedy. Linkovich from Estonia. Um, there's it's not a lot so to yeah, there's not a lot to say about it. There's a it's lot of fun. stupid fun lines and yeah. I'm, I'm just, sure there's people that are listening that haven't seen this because because it's Polly Shore and there's like uh, a stigma. Well, for whatever reason, no. reason it like flies under the radar. And no one talks about it. Like this is it's super I, fun. This was my number one comedy for the entire year. Radmobile. I, I find that hard to believe that. Has, has, Dana, have you seen this movie? Well, I'm honestly trying to think. I don't know if they have. What? Really? Really? I don't know. We watched it so what many times as that. Betty Nugs. Okay, well then I probably did. Dad went on a run where he only watched Encino Man, Son-in-Law, and uh, Blast in the Past. Okay, well. Big Pauly Shore fan. Yeah. And was, Brendan Fraser. And Brendan Fraser. He went on like a run for like 18 months. That's all he watched. I mean, I must have been there during Blast in the Past because I freaking love that movie. But I, I saw the movie in the theaters. Mm-hmm. I'll have to watch You it. know Son-in-Law, right? Where he goes to the Amish family? Polly Shore? Yeah, I think so. And what you're saying kind of sounds familiar you gotta, to him as a You kid. can kind of sit down one night, like, date night and watch Encino Man. It's like... I think this is... Yeah. This, is this is 
Paulie Shore's best movie, I think. Son-in-Law's pretty damn good. Son-in-Law's good. <laughs> the Goofy movie's good. The Goofy movie? Yeah, he's like... Is he a voice in that? Yeah. It doesn't count. Yeah, I'm not going to count that good. either. <laughs> it's the Leaning Tower of Cheese. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, I remember Son-in-Law. Too bad I wasn't born in 1993. No, I didn't even realize this. So apparently there's a... There's that scene with the band. It's uh, Suicidal Tendencies. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I didn't even know that. Yeah, I mean, I haven't... I it's been a while. I haven't watched this yeah. movie in 15 years. There's a... <laughs> was it a roller rink sing, scene? Yeah, I think it's their hockey, right? They're playing hockey. Hockey, yeah. yeah. Um, there's there's so much good stuff in this. It's, uh, it's like a high school comedy with ridiculous California stuff, slapstick. I mean, everything you want. Then they set the sequel up and never come through. What was yeah. that? They dig up the girl. Oh, shit, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that probably would have sucked. Yeah, most likely. <laughs> Do they show, like, a muddy titty or something at the end? A muddy When they titty? dig her up? Muddy titty. I don't remember. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I feel like young me remembers, like, a... Is that a muddy titty? Or, 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 at least, or at least, like, a muddy butt. I mean, there's, I think she's wearing, like, a leopard skin deal. I don't remember, though. No, I think she's naked. Because I remember being like, mm. oh, oh, well, Encino man. And, and, I, and I mean, a muddy butt, not to be confused with mud butt. <laughs> it was the mud butt. It's funny it was uh, only PG. Well, really? yeah, it's very much, it, it, it's a family movie. Yeah, there's nothing yeah. like offensive in yeah, it. Yeah, I actually had this on uh, uh, fa- on my family movie list because as a backup, it was it was a backup on my comedy and my family movie list. The most offensive thing in the movie is when like they try and leave him in the woods like a dog. Yeah. <laughs> All right, off to put it on my. Well, Pauly Shore doesn't. Let me rephrase that. Sean Astin does. Mm-hmm. He wants to get rid of him because mm-hmm. he's becoming a problem. Yeah, and he wasn't cool. Radmobile, Betty Nugs, Wheeze the Juice. <laughs> Meanwhile, he won't leave Frodo's side. Dude, Brendan Fraser, what a career! I just watched Super Airheads amazing. the other day. Oh. Super amazing career and really, uh, you know, a, a, a tragic fall from grace, really. And for and for um, no, I mean, he had a couple of bad roles. Well, no, but no, he had like a so really bad marriage or something. Yeah, yeah. so what I read is there was a really bad fallout. She took like at least half his money plus like a, a he basically got a raw deal. Like he hired a terrible lawyer and she got like <clears throat> massive payouts and it all happened when he like hadn't been working for a little bit. So like, it was like the perfect storm of, you know, it was like post mummy three. So like, you know, he didn't really do anything after mummy three. He pops up in like GI Joe for half a second. Um, I think he did like a journey to the center of the earth movie that I never saw. That, I think that yeah, was like completely one of the, like the last big movies he did, but no, he's, he's in, He's casting something big now that's like supposed to like hopefully reboot him. He's on um, uh, Doom Patrol. Yeah, he is on oh, Doom is Patrol. Uh, he's been like slowly. He did something recently where he was a fat guy. That the the internet was like shame like fat shaming him, but he did a pretty good. What the hell was it? Uh, wasn't the most recent Scorsese? Does anyone know what I'm talking about? Sean's on it right now. He paid like a he paid like a fat. Uh, mobster hitman or bodyguard something like that I think it was Scorsese's newest one mm-hmm. with uh, it wasn't the Irishman it wasn't the Irishman I don't think so 
But you're right. He was in something big. It was a big director. And then the internet really got on him for being fat. And it's like, yeah, but he's been fat for quite a while at this point. And he, I mean, whatever. But like, I'd say I feel worse that his hair, his hairline's kind of like done. Uh, I didn't see that. Oh, he was in a Soderbergh film? Uh, I don't know. I bet he's like 6'5", though. Yeah. He's a big ass I mean, those, the, that first, he, he was peak sex appeal in The Mummy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, think about it. Like The women's was loving him. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked him in George of the Jungle. Yeah, George Dookie Dookie. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, basically no clothes. I think that's the first movie I ever saw in theaters. Really? The first? Wow. First I remember well, anyway. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, he's my, he's great in Airheads. Was, uh, that whole, I mean, Airheads has a great cast all around. Yeah, but he, he plays his part really well. That is, like, it is both completely underrated and perfectly rated at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I've never met anyone that has anything bad to say about it. I feel like it's but not as well known as it should be. It used to play on VH1 a lot. Oh, really? Uh, well, I feel like the modern generation would appreciate since... it. Nah, definitely not. They'd be like, why no, does he no, care about like... the radio station? Why yeah, doesn't he have it is... on MP3 or whatever? What is the radio? Why yeah. doesn't he just put it on iTunes? What's a band? I found that movie, Vinny. Hmm. It was a... Oh, wait, no, it was Soderbergh. Did we yeah. say that? That's what Sean just said. No, yeah. Sudden Move. Did we just have this conversation? We did. A huge case. I don't even know what that is, so that's yeah. not what I'm saying. Steven Soderbergh, he did Ocean's, yeah, he the did Ocean's movies. No Sudden Move. And he was like a fat driver in the front. All right, well, you know. Yeah, he yeah. did Ocean's Eleven, the you trilogy. Did you see this? It was good. All right. Pete, I'm sending it to you, buddy. He All right, well, I'm going <coughs> to I'm gonna knock out another uh, horror off the board. Oh, boy. Uh, and I'm gonna go with Dracula. Oh, oh fuck. now this the... is <laughs> this is the Bell Lugosi Dracula we're talking. You about, fucked right? me. <laughs> <laughs> it was free uh, fucking pizza. Uh, I loved it. I, so uh, me and Vinny were down on um, Bridge Street by the Colonial Theater, and I said, "Yeah, they're showing the original version of like your, your movie." And he's like, "What do you mean?" I was like, "Your movie with Keanu." Um, uh, knock knock or whatever. He's like original version. What do you mean? I was like, it's it's a remake. He's like, what? I had no idea. <laughs> I didn't know that. But I want to see that OG. Yeah. There's no way whoever the dude is rivals that kind of performance. You took a fucking bubble bath. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah, we got a Transylvanian love story here. We have Gary Oldman mm-hmm. transformed into, uh, I mean, this is certainly the, probably the ugliest Dracula, right? One of them. Well, not when he's looking all suave yeah. and shit. I mean, when he turns, right. he turns then, into the monster. But, but when he, yeah, when he turns into the monster, um, we have uh, heartthrob Winona Ryder, heartthrob Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> I love him. We, we have, uh, unfortunately, in probably his worst role he had a rough time he had a rough time how uh, let's just cut to the chase here how was that role not given to johnny depp right like it was like tailor made for him 1992 winona ryder which was Was like probably something else i think winona ryder was like his real life girlfriend at the time or around that time he 
is a good actor. See what Johnny and he loves pretending to be British. <laughs> yeah, this was ideal for him. If he had any movies come out the same year, or it looks like Dracula. No, he wouldn't. Nah, have he would have been. He would have played uh, 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 Jonathan Harker. Yeah, Harker. But instead, we get Keanu like just in, out of his element, basically. We have uh, Tom Waits as Renfield in this movie. Um. Yeah, just like a really good, you know, gothic. When did retell retelling yeah. of the, of the of the book? Um. This is a movie that I remember, like, I wasn't allowed to see it, which obviously made me want to see it more. And I, I would always, every time that I would go into Blockbuster, I would, like, look at, because, like, it had, like, a really, like, sweet-looking box, you know, with, mm -hmm. like, the gargoyles and, like, yeah, yeah. It, it just very attractive to the eye. And I would always look at it, and I would always look at, like, the back, and I would see Gary Oldman as the monster on the back, and I'm like, Jesus, like... I can't wait to watch this movie and i didn't watch it until i was like a teenager because you know i like you, you know because i was always going to blockbuster with my parents when i was young and i could never because i think my parents saw this in theaters and you know like no like and it's not like it's not that scary like i you know they let me watch uh, abbott and cut there's probably more abbott. about the sexy time it's a very sexy yeah. movie very yeah, sexy probably yeah, yeah you're right but like they let me watch abbott and costello meet frankenstein so like what's the difference that scared me that scared me too when it wasn't funny <laughs> you know what i don't know why they didn't put him in this movie was he running the bike yeah, he, he wasn't was he doing, doing he the... wasn't doing anything well i'm wondering if they just didn't see him as like well, keanu wouldn't have been a viable star at this point either but looking at him 90s edward scissorhands 91 he does the tom petty video so he's still not like a humongous star by any means mm -hmm. and then he's in freddy's dead did he own the Viper Lounge around that time? I don't know because he he's still Cause he's still super young at this point. River Phoenix died the next year, ninety three. Maybe it had something to do with that. Yeah, just getting fucked up. He was probably still trying to be a rock star. Trying, yeah, because yeah. that's all he ever wanted to do. Yeah, I do know he kind of like fell into acting, and he's still trying. Well, he it's not like he's trying. He's made it, which is crazy because he made it. Not trying to badmouth him here, but he like made it on the back of Alice Cooper and Joe Perry, but yeah. but like I wouldn't. He's I wouldn't out. Go they, out of my they, way. they tour like yeah. and people I go see him. I wouldn't go out of my way to mm -hmm. see him. Yeah, yeah. I would if if it was an easier way to get closer to Alice Cooper, because yeah. Alice, Alice Cooper tickets are like three hundred dollars right now. It's insane. I just don't like like uh, it's very cringy to me the idea of like fifty year old plus men like still trying to like grind like like hump the air while playing the guitar like dude you're 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 not a sex symbol anymore um i'm sorry his move i never actually it's, watched him play live it's, so. it's, it's timothy it's timothy chalamet now for whatever reason uh, no yeah no some clip went viral that so like he his court case you know that just ended yeah so like he he, he was there for the final arguments or final words or whatever but then he went back home to england and didn't didn't go back to court for the verdict right because he was so confident and the night before the verdict was read, he was playing a show. Oh, and I saw a clip of him just like air humping. And I'm just like, uh, like I love, you know, I love his movies, but I'm just like, uh, that's cringy to watch. I've always been a, um, uh, on the fence dip guy. I think he can be really good when he, when he wants to be. And then I think he just is 
terrible sometimes and people so, love it. So here's, here's I brought this up after we recorded the last episode. I have this proposal for a triple threat versus triple threat match of the 90s heartthrobs Leo, Brad Pitt, Depp. Oh, I'm, in, I'm in for that. We're going to have to go big. Also, I'm very sorry maybe, that I took this off do? of Dracula. What do we do? Well, I'm maybe, fit, have... maybe, fit, maybe 15 movies? At least 15. Five, five for each? I mean, that's... Yeah, I mean, yeah, we should do that. So what happens when someone picks Gilbert Grape? Do, like, alarms go off and fireworks? Yeah, yeah what happens with that? We never... Yeah, you, just cl- you just clap a lot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Gilbert! <laughs> Gilbert! <laughs> All right, well, that's something we got to do. But let me bring it back to Bram Stoker's Dracula. This movie, I see as nothing short of a masterpiece. Francis Ford Coppola, I mean, I think it's his finest work. This, we don't, like... What about Jack? No. Wait, Jack? Yeah, yeah with Robin Williams. That's Francis Ford he Coppola. He did that? Too. I didn't even know he did that. Jennifer Lopez as well. Please do not forget about Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> um, this movie is just stunning, and we don't we don't get movies like this anymore, and we never will. The production yeah. design, I mean, is beautiful. I find something new to look at in the production like every time I see it. And I just watched this a couple days ago because I've seen it uh, plenty of times, but... Um, Steph hasn't seen it. I was like, all right, well, let me give it a rewatch so I can experience it with you. She fell asleep. I was still glued to the TV. Um, the the costume design, the makeup effects, I mean, all of it is so top-notch. And as far, like, without researching 93, 94, 95, like, all that, I think this might be the last great masterpiece in, in, in building this kind of movie that we received, like, uh, it won the Oscar for for makeup uh, effects and artists. It won the Oscar for production design. I don't think it won for costume. I don't know who would have uh, beat it out, but it, it is just so stunning and beautiful to watch. Along with, I mean, obviously, it, it's Bram Stoker's Dracula, so you already know the story is going to be amazing. And um, the performances, uh, we already talked about Winona Ryder. How do you fall asleep, Dorn? I don't know what she was doing. Like the beginning with Gary Oldman in the the skin armor, like yeah. Like, and, then, and then when it that goes, just gets you when, fired up when for the rest of the movie. When it goes to Gary Oldman with the hair piece thing, like that's my favorite version of Dracula that he does. That whole thing was like with all his uh, monologues that he does. Um, it's just so good. And then Anthony Hopkins in this, like, there's so much going on with Gary Oldman and with Winona Ryder being like the love interest interest, but also the damsel in, in distress. Like I feel like Anthony Hopkins doesn't get enough credit, even though he got an Oscar nomination, I think for this, but, he, but like, today he doesn't get talked about like as, as far as his movie catalog enough for this performance. Um, it, he was like so dramatic and so over the top and like overacting, but I loved every second of it. I love this movie. And Pete, you put it on horror? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this was top of my list for horror or Oscars uh, with all the production wins that it got. Good stuff. All right. Um, I just want to real quick talk about uh, 
I, just like m- m- so much love for Gary Oldman, because well, as we know, just, this this show is very much love for that. I mean, like he's like he's one of those actors. I I think that, like he just wants to act, and he'll take role like because he went from this, and then and then he played Drexel in True Blood. He's an actor's actor, man. Or, or True Romance, True Blood, True Romance. An actor's. Actor. I mean, he's just like yeah, and then he'll do, and then he'll be Commissioner Gordon. And then he'll, you know, and then he'll be fucking Winston Churchill. And, uh, but he'll, but he'll do, you know, he, he does the small roles too, which, uh, you know, I just love, you know? Yeah. All right. Let me see with my pick. I don't go. I'm going to take an Oscars pick off the board. A little bit obvious, but I'm gonna go with Clint Eastwood's *The Unforgiven*. Yeah, it is obvious. Only because it won Best it won Picture. Yeah. yeah, but it's not obvious in the fact that I didn't realize it was an Oscar movie till today. Really? Yeah. So it also kind of piggybacks off my little rant with uh, *Bram Stoker's Dracula*. This truly, truly, without even doing any research, is the last true western we got. 1992 was the last one. When did The Quick and the Dead come out? After 1992, but that's... Yeah, it's not, not true, because Tombstone came out in, like, 93, 94. Was it really? Yeah. I thought it was 91. When did Maverick come out? Maverick? That's a poker movie. <laughs> in the West. Uh, are you sure, Pete? I'm just busting your balls. I, 93. I mean, could be. <laughs> Damn. All right. Well, then, Tombstone was the last one. But with the... The old school, like, um, uh, with cowboys, like, the persona that, that the 60s and 70s and even the 50s uh, westerns gave, like, the cowboys were out to drink and kill and had no mercy and it was lawless in the west. I think Clint Eastwood was going for something different. Like, there was, there was a lot about in this movie, like, taking a man's life while... You know, take something from your soul and you'll never be the same. And it's, it was unglorified. Um, it, it is a revenge tale. It is like an old, um, an old assassin killer coming back for one last job type tale, which we've seen in many other genres, but also in Westerns. <clears throat> um, but it's, it's just done so differently. And it's not... Uh, well, like I said, glorified, but so well done. And Clint Eastwood and his directing and his acting in this is so top-notch. Uh, I didn't... This wasn't his directorial debut, was it? For Clint Eastwood? I don't think so. You could have not said any of that and just said Gene Hackman's in it. And that would so, have said well, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't get to that yet. Oh, Gene you, Hackman, you need to get to it right now. Gene Hackman as a villain. Is he like the best highbrow villain? He's up there. I don't think there's nobody that does smart acting better than Gene Hackman. Smart acting and then like the noble villain. And, and there's plenty of villains that think they're noble. The way he does it, where he 
thinks his cause yeah. is is truly right, and he is not doing anything wrong. He's not being a bad guy. He's not out there to burn the world down. It's a true cause. It just happens to be fucking awful and evil, and he does it so well yeah. in multiple platforms, uh, especially in this. He is great in this. Morgan Freeman doesn't have to do all that much in this, but I still love him in it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it's cool. Cool, an cool, epic. cool. It is an epic. It's unforgiven. Yeah, I think some of these bigger movies uh, speak for themselves a little bit. Morgan Freeman, Gene Hackman, Clint. Eastwood, it's crazy. Yeah, it's just crazy to see. Like, wow, holy shit! That's I wish Sam Elliott was in it. Well, we can't all. I mean, he was in Roadhouse. So, you know, take take what you can get. I haven't seen this movie, so. Me neither, and I hate westerns. So all right, well, lucky you. It's your your. Um, uh, there's nothing like I, I don't want to make it sound bad. There's nothing exciting about it. It's just everything is just so well done, and all the T's are crossed, and the eyes are dotted, and. It's, I don't know, it captivates me in that way that it's just very, very true to the Western format, and but also at the same time, like a different attitude towards it. Right on. Where are we at here? Am I up, right? Game is up. Um, okay, I'm going to do comedy, and I'm going to do My Cousin Vinny. Oh, that was my Oscar movie. It, I, I had that <laughs> in the Oscar category but I was worried someone would take this in comedy and then I would be that's a good uh, thought I was worried everyone was going to take it in comedy too for my Oscar but so fun what a great movie took me years years to even want to watch this movie why? I don't know when I was younger I just always thought I like poo pooed it and I was like whatever did you think it was like mean against Italians? ooh (laughs) I think what you just said is mean against Italians but uh, no, I don't know what it was. I think it was just like, eh, whatever. It's just one of those stupid, you know, like Ralph Macchio's in it. How good is it going to be? <laughs> and then like when I watched it, I was like, oh, my God, why did I wait so long? I um, was surprised or maybe not surprised, but um, that Joe Pesci wasn't nominated like Marissa Um, I don't know. Joe Pesci's tough because he plays the same character in yeah, every movie. True. Like he's just... Foul-mouthed, wise-cracking little Italian man in everything. Yeah, and so, she nailed that like New York accent the whole time. Like, well, she's and her monologue. Yeah, that's not gonna say she is the real star. Yeah, like she's the real. Like by the end, you realize, oh, this is actually her. And needle. she's yeah. gorgeous. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like even now, she's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's insane. I think. I think well, that. Sure. I think that I have said this before on here. But I would crawl naked across a mile of broken glass mm, to lay at Marissa Tomei's feet. <laughs> All right, but which Marissa Tomei? The wrestler? Seinfeld. No, the, the wrestler, wrestler Marissa Tomei? Cause I think that's her sexiest. Yes. Yeah, me too. Yes. She well, she's a stripper. She's in The Wrestler. The she, plays like a, she plays like a. She plays like the older stripper. I mean, she's what? Probably in her 40s there. Yeah. No, you know what? You know what? I'm, I'm going to go with Aunt May. Oh. Oh, I'll, I'll she was really good. <laughs> I'll give you any any age. But no, but honestly, the old, no younger than the wrestler, because the wrestler is like peak. She's just so yeah. You don't think younger? I, dude, I, I, I think, think she's no, no, fine uh, as hell no, on the look, wrestler. Look, 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 look. So she's she's been gorgeous her entire life. But I'm just saying, 
in the wrestler, she's like she's fine. She's she, just she, fine. I, I, I get like flustered like when she comes on screen in the wrestling. But I like it they, because she's not supposed. The whole thing is that she's not supposed to be right because she's not. Supposed well, yeah, to be they want her. They you know, want, supposed, to they want yeah. her to be a little bit more rugged because she's a trailer park stripper that has a kid, whatever. But she's perfect. The only in person. Every way. The only person that looks better without their shirt on in that movie is Mickey Rourke. Mm. Mickey Rourke. <laughs> Oof, yeah, it's cer- certainly not Necro Butcher. <laughs> <laughs> that was your what? Your comedy? Yeah. Jeff, you gonna keep it going? Yeah, I am. I'm actually gonna jump to my Oscar now because it's completely destroyed. Um, I'm gonna take a movie I don't know a lot about, only by reputation, and one particular line, and that movie is Glen Gary Glen Ross. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, I know what it's about. I know the gist. I've actually never seen it. Um, but you should watch. Everybody who is involved in the world knows about ABC. Always be closing. Um, I know the gist is a, it's a play, right? It was originally a play by uh, David Mamet that they made a movie. It's about real estate and like cutthroat and all that kind of stuff. It's a uh, Pete. You've seen it. Yeah, I imagine it's a it's heavy on the dialogue. It's very much like yeah, it's very heavy dialogue. It's uh the movie's really um it's big actors. Well, yeah, which, it's like which, Jack which Lemmon, Cause, cause Baldwin, he, Kevin Spacey. I think if you don't have the um, if you don't have this is kind of like Ed like Harris. We were, when, when we were talking about um, a few good men like. It's not as it's not as like the dialogue's not as attractive, but it's still really good. So this movie needed the the acting prowess to bring the the to bring people into it. Like um, and and similar to Jack Nicholson and how he's on screen for like ten minutes. Baldwin's only in it for like a minute, right? Baldwin's in this for one scene. Yeah, but it is one of the most epic scenes. Yeah. Put that fucking coffee down. <laughs> coffee is for closers. And then he just gives this epic speech and just destroys yes. these people's lives. <laughs> Always be closing. He's only in it for one scene and he's still on the cover of the film. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Dude, Michael Keaton's only in Beetlejuice for a total of 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. <laughs> All right, we're moving along. Like I said, never saw it, so I don't have a ton to say. Plus, if it's based off a play, there's probably not a lot of action to begin with. <laughs> uh, definitely see it if you haven't seen it, though. It's, Is it long? It's definitely worse. Um, uh, I'm going to say it's hour and 45. I, it's been a while since yeah, I, I, I watched it for the first time like 10 years ago. You slid it into Oscars? Um, Jeff? Yes, slipped yeah. it into Oscars. All right, Pete, what do you got? No, 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 no. Uh, sorry. Yeah, Pete, you're up. So, hmm. I guess I guess I'll do this in Oscars because I have it in two categories as a number one, but I have a bunch of backups for one. So, or mm-hmm. don't take my movie. I feel like you're going to. What categories you do? He's debating Oscars or another category. No, I'm getting, I'm getting worried. No, all right. I'm gonna go Oscars. 
There's not much left for Oscars. And I'm going to go with Aladdin. No! Oh! That was mine! You didn't do Oscars yet? No. And now I might... All right, continue, Pete. I mean, what else? I mean, I don't know. I mean, this is top... I guess it's similar to what I was saying about comedy. Everyone is kind of, is kind of, uh, you know, prefers their generation of Disney, but '90s Disney is the best Disney. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I think this is the top of the Disney game. I, I mean, you got and '92 might be top of the. Sorry, Pete, but '92 <laughs> you had Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast. What? Oh, Beauty and the Beast was this year too. Yeah, both in '92, and I believe for Oscar. Yeah, doesn't Beauty and the Beast didn't really pop up for much, like when you're searching. That's because Aladdin is so much better. Yeah. Well, um, no, look, I'm not. Beauty... I'm not against Beauty and the Beast, but I think Aladdin's the best Disney movie. Period. I, I would have put Beauty and the Beast here. Beauty and the Beast is my number one favorite Disney movie. Wow. No, I, 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 I don't think there's anything better for an Oscar. Aladdin was. I'm, not, I'm only seeing Aladdin. Wait, am I am I messing up the years? I, I don't I think, think Beauty and the Beast I think, is the I same year. I think Beauty and the Beast was like 93. 93, maybe? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, this is top five Disney movies all the time. 91, easily. sorry. <laughs> yeah, there's, um, there's nothing in the Disney the catalog. Sa- the that, soundtrack to this movie, Prince Ali, Fabulous He. <laughs> Dude, Robin Williams. Ali Abab, uh, Robin Williams. Um, unfortunately, there was some sort of falling out in that relationship that he was like not credited like he was credited but like uh something happened that was unfortunate and then they, i think they just like kept using his voice but he didn't record it no i think you're some... mixing stuff up uh after he died they were talking about using the outtakes that he did for aladdin to put in like a new one and oh. his, his family and estate was like, absolutely not. Uh, I, had th- I had heard something that there was a, some sort of falling out like way back. And, yeah, I think I saw that. And that, oh, and maybe, he, that and maybe that. And that's yeah. why he never, like he was never in any of the sequels. Well, there's only one sequel, right? No. Um, really? There's a couple. more than one? Oh, shit. Uh, Prince, of, of Prince of Thieves. Prince yeah. of Thieves. Hmm. Return Prince, of Jafar. Prince, yeah, they're and they're pretty good uh, as far as sequels go in Dis- in the Disney universe. Usually they're pretty shitty. Um, but a whole new world. I mean, I could belt that song out any day of the week, driving yeah, or whatever. Aladdin enjoyable. is one of my favorite Super Nintendo games of all time. Yeah, great game. Yeah, great game. Um, uh, incredibly singworthy. You know how one this movie's important what? in college. Me and Pete used to quote this movie. I mean, when you're quoting a Disney movie in college, it's got to be good. Yeah. Sugar uh, dates one... and peas. Sugar dates and pistachios. Definitely one of the hottest princesses. Whoa. Bold. Fresh fish. Well, I, I said one of. One of. I know. You're stupid. <laughs> I'm making myself laugh. Oh, Jesus. That market team. And, I love that But also, team. like, uh, the... Um, the... Um, oh, the Cave of Wonders that scared the shit out of me when I was mm-hmm. a kid. So this movie hits on. This movie really hits on. Is it the same really voice as uh, Independence Day? No, I don't know. 
Could be. <laughs> no. no. Oh, jeez. Peace. No peace. Um, right. This one's dear, near and dear to my heart because I remember it very um, explicitly that it was the first movie I saw in theaters at four years old. Really? I don't even remember that. Oh, I remember. Because we're crazy people. Who did you see it with? Uncle Robert. My, my Uncle Mike took me to see it. Yep. I had this on VHS. So did I. Second I movie I saw in theaters, Jurassic Park. And that didn't go as well. And then we used to keep rewinding the VHS when it would go, good girls, take their clothes off. <laughs> In Aladdin? Yeah, a little hidden. Disney was... Yeah, they were good at that. Yeah, good. Disney was Very renowned. Stuff. Which part was that again? Um, Dad, like, he's going up to her window, right before the whole New World part. Yeah. And he's getting his VHS out right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Vinny, you're up, you're buddy. clock. All right. Yeah, that's what we should start doing. We should build a clock. Do it draft style. You got two minutes to say what you want to say, or moving on. Well, no, you're the only one in the rush, and you're off tomorrow. Yeah, I'm in a rush because nobody wants to listen to three and a half hours of podcast. Well, for a while we were on pace for a five-hour episode, but we're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're moving current. along. I don't have much to say about any of my picks, so I'll be a quick one at least. I'm trying to get us new lit- listeners. You think they're going to be like, oh, all right, episode <laughs> 200, six and a half hours. Yeah, <laughs> might make it through this one. Plenty of lone podcasts out there. Oh, I would just relax. I'm all right, I'm going to go Blockbuster. Oh, I forgot about that category. And I'm going to go with Basic in basic Instinct. No! Sexy. Mine. So sexy. Um, I've never been more aroused by an ice pick in my life. <laughs> aroused and scared. No, I wasn't scared. Just Which aroused. is an arousing feeling. I think what happened is uh, this movie confused my feelings, and now when I'm scared, I get boners. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, this movie is steamy. I, it's one of the few movies, I don't know if they had any say, like, if you even wanted to watch it, but like, our, uh, me and Dana's parents didn't really censor us much in the movies that we watched, Mm -mm. but for some reason, we were forbidden from seeing Titanic. We were? Yeah. (laughs) Are you sure? Oh, I'm sure. Maybe just that one There was an argument, because there was like kids from school going to see it, and I couldn't go. Basic Instinct was a hard no. I mean, yeah. Anyway. But when once I got my hands on it, and oh man, the spank bank material was just through the roof. Uh, Michael Douglas in this one, great. Sharon Stone, oh my god, Tetris. Wayne, Wayne Tetris. Wayne Knight <laughs> smoking that cigarette. Um, for some reason, yeah, that's that's what I was thinking of. Wayne Knight. Oh, brutal death. Brutal death. Um, it's also a great, like, you know, the, the, what's it called? The downward spiral detective story. And, uh, aside from all the sexiness, it's a, it's a good whodunit where, you know, you you know from the beginning. on the edge. Yeah. yeah, But you're on the edge and you you don't know what she, when she's going to snap and, and do it to him. The whole scene where she rejects him at the end and like, he just fucking loses his mind. Um, there's some, there's some wild stuff in this. It was, yeah. I want to know who and when it was. Obvious why it was a blockbuster. Who decided and when was it decided that Michael Douglas is a sexy man? Because I don't get it. Oh, I do. He's looked old forever. Yeah, but have you seen those buns? (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right, Man, all right. look at the ass on that. Yeah, I bet he works out. 
Why did you put that on? I mean, there? Blockbuster? Blockbuster, yeah. I mean, Catherine Zeta Jones obviously is a fan. No, I, I think her prenup made her a fan. <laughs> if you stay with me for this long, I'll give you this much money. Oh, Look, really? <laughs> I don't think she needs that. I mean, she, she dips beneath lasers. Mm. While Sean Connery sits back and entrapment. She entraps people. Oh. She's getting that sweet Marvel money now. Oh, that's true. What, what's she in? The, Not uh, her, him. She, she was in The Eternals. Oh, she uh, was? Hmm. I thought it was because of him you were saying. Yeah, she is. All right. I, I often, does anybody else often get, and not be, not because, like, I think that they just look the same and they're like, up for the same roles. Anybody else get uh, Martin Sheen and, and uh, Michael Douglas confused sometimes? Yes. I do not. Only because uh, I have this, Martin Sheen to me, has been in some of the wildest shit I've ever seen, and I'll just never yeah. forget. I'll never yeah. forget those roles. So, okay. internal affairs. Well, I mean, Pacos now. But, oh, you're talking but, about Martin Sheen. Yeah. But Michael Douglas, Michael Douglas was in Falling Down, which is wild. Yeah, but shit. Falling Down is yeah, but it's not Martin Sheen wild. I guess I could say after seeing the little girl, the house at the end of the lane, Martin Sheen yeah. to me, yeah, is early a, a, a madman. Yeah. yeah. Like that guy, like there wasn't a, a role. Man, not a man's there, man. there wasn't a role that that guy couldn't do. Cause I mean, watch that movie if you haven't seen it and cringe. Cause he makes it, he makes it. Like this guy, he's either a pedophile or a really good actor. <laughs> Michael Michael Douglas in Falling Down. It's like, all right, I get it. It's Michael Douglas and he's playing a crazy person. Martin Sheen. I'm like, I think this guy might be unhinged. I feel like Falling Down. Like. Are you, are you even really allowed to talk about it anymore? Probably not. It's um, like it, it's one of those movies that's like Martin Sheen was so crazy that like when he does that uh, the room scene in Apocalypse Now where he's like beating up the mirror and stuff. Yeah, he, he's legit fucked up during that. Oh yeah, <laughs> like they they're like yeah he said I'm only doing this if I get fucked up and mm-hmm. he got fucked up. I'm also a dummy. It's uh, Salma Hayek in the mm-hmm. Marvels movie, ah. but. Catherine so Zeta you Jones. also so you also confuse Catherine Zeta Jones and Tom Hayek. Yes. <laughs> see, that, uh, I guess think, I think it's because see the uh, confusion. See it? Uh, but she is playing Morticia Adams in the upcoming Wednesday series. Oh, nice. I'm excited for that uh, actually. All right, four more categories to go here. Am I up? You are up. Okay, Vinny's gonna be mad at me. Come on. Oscar nominee. Ooh. Under Siege. Oh. Wait, what the fuck was that nominated for in an Oscar? I double-checked it was, because I was like, wait, I saw that other, and I don't know any other of the Oscar movies. Like, so I had best it. key grip? The sound effects <laughs> and, I was gonna say, and sound. It, it, the sound one's pretty cool. Gunfire is pretty awesome. Was a, uh, the plane that goes for, by. I didn't realize it was a category for shitty movies. <gasps> I do. I actually did like this movie, though. And, like, Tommy Lee Jones is in it. And Gary Busey. And boobs. And I like Steven Seagal. I feel like we grew up watching them all the time. Hell oh, yeah. Yeah, you Markle kids. Yeah. You like uh, <laughs> being weird. Ruining my day. You guys you guys should get a, a brother and sister matching Steven Seagal tattoo. You, so, no, what you should get is you should get his face, like fat Steven Seagal, and then Dana, you get half, and Vinny, you get half. And you can bash them together and go, Wonder Twin Powers, activate. Look, it's our mom's fault because remember, like, mom, like, raised us like steven seagal like he's the moral compass that like you should the moral <laughs> compass <laughs> okay, <I don't laughs> like if you notice in action movies he never starts it 
He gets picked on. He just finishes it. The guy who invited the actress over and tucked a gun under his couch and when she sat on it. Well, that was later. We didn't know that back then. Uh We weren't aware of Stephen's Gull shenanigans. Under Siege. uh, I don't even want to talk about it. I think we should just... Dana, Dana, I, I, I have to say... I don't think Vinny's mad. I think he's actually proud. Oh, okay. Well, I was worried I'd mess up his I, I think he's like a proud older brother. Right? True. Because he knew that it was either you or him. No one else was getting this. I didn't think anyone was touching this, so I am I am proud. Uh, I'm also proud. Wait, so was it nominated or won? Nominated. Nominated. Okay. The sound was dope. Everything about <laughs> let's this not, movie Let's not dope. get out of control. Here. <laughs> <laughs> let's not get crazy. Uh, Steven Seagal's side. Gary Busey, Tommy Lee Jones, teaming oh, up. We just bones. like copy paste the video. Yeah, right? Like four or five, five other episodes. Well, in case anyone hasn't heard it, <laughs> I love this movie. Yeah, I actually. Casey Ryback. Pete, you should have some respect on Casey Ryback's name because he's a goddamn chef that's also a decorated Navy SEAL protecting the captain of his ship. That's his, that's his character's name? Casey Ryback? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Ryback like the wrestler? I mean, that's what what Ryback the wrestler based his name off of. I don't think he did. I think his name's like Ryan something, and he just... Ryan Beck? Yeah. (laughs) It's me, Ryan Beck. They call me Ryback. Yeah. Uh, Well, he's known as being, like, the dumbest wrestler ever. Yeah. I'm cutting you off. Going to my blockbuster pick. Uh, I like it. I'm going to break your heart here, too, because I think you were were sitting on some that you should have jumped on earlier. Uh, no, that, was, that was the one I was sitting on. Oh, all right. Blockbuster, Home Alone 2. No! Well, apparently your sister was sitting on it. <laughs> no! Dude, I mean, it, there's... So, uh, look. It's Home Alone. It's one of those sequels. Right. It's just one of those sequels that outdoes the first one somehow. Uh, very, very rare feat. Um, for me, these movies are all about the, the traps in the house. Mm-hmm. And Daniel Stern's and Joe Pesci's reactions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this one took the first one and just upped it by a million, and it's perfect. And that's all I have to say about it. It's, I don't care about the emotional pigeon lady or turtle doves. <laughs> two turtle doves? <laughs> oh, you get two. There's two turtle doves. <laughs> the toy store owner. Why? He also is... owns the uh, Chicago White Sox in Rookie of the Year. This man is a bazillionaire, yeah. apparently. Duncan's toy chest and the Chicago White Sox? <laughs> or uh, Cubs. Chicago Cubs. I mean, uh, yeah. Cubs, whatever. <laughs> I think I might have said the White Sox, too. I'm just always been so confused why uh, uh, the pigeon lady exists. Just to. Because there has to be that. Because if she didn't, it would just be a sadist movie. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it had to be like a light-hearted. Story. They had Same to have the guy in the first one. Well, yeah, the, the South Bend Shovel Slayer. They had to have somebody yeah. that was. And yeah, Jill, Jill's and dad. And this one's even funnier because you get him like in uh, like Central Park late at night, and you get like the hookers and that weird crackhead like taxi yeah. driver guy. Oh, it was terrifying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that scared that the shit scary. out of me. Great movie. Uh, Tim Curry, great. We love you. <laughs> Rob Schneider, yeah, great. That's great. I think, yeah, definitely outdoes the first one in my opinion. But Donald Trump, <laughs> Donald Trump, hey, to, it's me. <laughs> had to insert himself in his own. Oh, you want to use well, my? It's his tower. You want to use yeah. my tower? I'm gonna be in your building. <laughs> or your movie, whatever. I fucked up. Uh, All right, where'd you put that blockbuster? Blockbuster, classic. 
I'm lo getting low. I might have to take a. We'll see what All right, saying. I think I have to take a blockbuster here. Uh oh. Oh no. And I think I'm gonna go with Alien Three. Ooh. Fuck. So that just. I'm gonna ask a question here. Blockbuster wise, so. Did it do really well in the theater, and then by the time it got to HBO, everyone was like, bleh? Or did nobody really realize how bad it was till well after the fact? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Do not it's call not this movie bad. bad. It's Ah, oh, thank you, Pete. I think it's pretty bad. I felt like we didn't agree on movies anymore. <laughs> do you like this movie, Pete? Yeah. I think it is severely... I love a bald, I love, I love a bald Sigourney. <laughs> I like... And... I like the and guy from Rock. Everyone hates on it, but one of the most iconic images of the entire <laughs> franchise is from this movie with the the alien and Ball Sigourney like face to face. Yeah. I don't. I, mean, I, I don't understand all the hate for this movie. I mean, they go in order of greatness, but but like, in no way is this a bad movie. So it did well uh, in the box office outside of North America, but underperformed in America. Okay. It was probably like really hot opening weekend, maybe the weekend after, but then like word of mouth, everyone. Seemed well, I mean, it was it. it was a troubled production too. Like it was a director, and then he quit, and then David Fincher took it over. And yeah, yeah, and there was a lot of rewrites. Yeah. Now, really, what I think is um, that everyone just got off on the wrong foot and decided to hate the movie when really it was an original way to do it and a clean slate that knew. And uh, what's his name? We're dead before the movie even started. Like, mm. and how they kind of just brushed over. Like, oh yeah, they're dead. Yeah. I think the effects, well, the well, effects ruin it too. The bad effects kind of see that's good because it. fuck Newt. Whoa! See, yes, Pete, we're finally agreeing. Hot take. She's annoying as shit. She caused a ton of deaths and aliens, and she was a nuisance. And they should have just sacrificed her and let her go. I don't want to talk about this anymore. You gotta. It's, She's it's, a, that's it's, a child. It's reality. You should have heard what I had to say about the cripple in the last episode. <laughs> oh, God. Well, um, yes, I'm glad I wasn't here for that. Uh, Charles Dance, uh, otherwise known as Tywin Lannister from Game of Thrones. Uh, otherwise known as Rock from the Fox TV show Rock. <laughs> um, fantastic. Nobody knows uh, villain vil in this movie. Um, no, I mean, I, I need... I, I mean... I, you know, I I think you know if you're a fan of the of the. I, I mean, I I even don't even think the fourth one's bad. I mean, it's not great. I hate that one. I really hate but, that one. Um, but if you're a fan, I mean, this one, you know, it's it's a different way. The aliens hunting different because it's on now, it's on a planet. It's not just on a ship. You know, it's like, I mean, they're in a prison. But it's like you know, it's a different setting. It's um, yeah, I mean, and that's a cool way to do it, like having them be on a, a prison where the prisoners are are now like you know somewhat roaming free. Um, it was something different than it being secluded on a ship. Like it opened the world up. And Pete, have you seen yeah. the the director's cut that came out? Like it was like two thousand three or something. Mm, I'm not sure. Pretty good. I know like, that. I the, know that the additional we, I know scenes. That... The additional scenes help it. And from the little bit of reading, we... sorry. Man. Uh, I was gonna say I know that we watched this 
together in college at some point, so maybe we watched the director's cut. Uh, we might have. I don't think I saw the director's cut until I got the Blu-ray uh, quadrilogy okay. set. But the additional scenes help it along. Uh, but the opening scene is different. Um, where it's not the Rottweiler, the dog, that, you know, jets the alien out. It's like a cow or something. So that was a little bit mm. different. So you guys saving your miscellaneous picks or what? Yeah, I was actually just saving mine for the end. Cause, well, yeah, because, you know, yeah. no one's going to take that. Mm-hmm. And you could just do countless things. I'll just do 1992 headlines. <laughs> Vinny, you're up. Um, Nobody's touched family movies. I'm feeling strong about that. Yeah, me too, but Vinny, we probably have some of the same ones. I was going to say nobody's touched kids yet, but that didn't sound right. <laughs> I really didn't think anyone was going to touch Alien 3. It messed me up in horror. Because again, it's a lean year. Alright, well, I was really only avoiding this because we somewhat recently talked about it. For the horror category, I'm going to go with Hellraiser 3, Hell on Earth. That's a good pick. Yeah. This is uh, one of those deep franchises. It's uh, We did a whole episode on Hellraiser, but it's one of those franchises that is iconic in the horror community. Um, Pinhead is, is one of the, the staples, and... The this one in this franchise in particular the the fr- the sequels are very very like they really have peaks and valleys. There's some, oh. there's some good. There's some really bad. Uh, more so than any other franchise, it gets into some director video stuff as they go along. That can that can be rough, but I enjoy, I really enjoyed doing the episode. I had fun doing the research because there's so many sequels that. I didn't watch. Yeah, I mean, if you haven't heard it, check out the Hellraiser War Games. Uh, you'll be quite surprised uh, how it goes. And I, I think we both were surprised with ourselves. Right. Uh, but definitely peaks and valleys. Some of them you'll find reasons to like, and some of them are just like, I don't know why they made this a Hellraiser movie. It's clearly a different movie. <laughs> you don't happen to remember off the top of your head where 3 was 3 was up it there. Was high. Yeah, it was up there. It, I mean, it's one of my favorite sequels with... Uh, Pinhead being stuck in the pillar, the club tycoon. Yeah. Um, them be, them becoming set of, <clears throat> excuse yeah. me, them com- <clears throat> I can't speak. Oh, oh, them oh. becoming Cenobites. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Cenobite af- action really takes a whole other level in this one. Uh, not much else to say about it. Like I said, we discussed it in depth, but um, does that clear? Did everybody? Touch nope, on I horror? haven't gotten my horror yet. Oh, really? Yep. You, you must have a I dark horse. Well, I mean, it's one that you're going to disagree with. I can tell you that. Uh-oh. All right, well. I, uh, I, I think I might know what it is. But for being know. a lean year, I think we touched, until Jeff makes his pick, I think we touched on the the uh, the top three. We'll see what his dark horse four is. I didn't see, um, when I was doing my research to see, Did you have you guys seen... Prom night four. <laughs> four? No. no, I missed that one. It's like with a Let Jeff talk like... about it. <laughs> Have you seen it, Jeff? No. No. The Pete Rizzo night. That's gonna be his pick. Oh. I will tell you that ninety two is a big year for 
awful sequels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was a Children of Corn. Like Bad five. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there was a few sequels. But I'm kind of interested to watch Prom Night 4. Prom Night 2 is great. Prom Night 2 is good. But the fourth one and it has like absolutely priest. nothing to do with Prom Night 1. Absolutely not. There's like a pre... I guess it takes place in the 50s or whatever. Like a couple going at it in a pre-sees him and then murders him. And then the seminary, they hide him in the basement and keep him all drugged up as priest. And then he escapes. Right. What are you? What do you have left? Family and what else? I have blockbuster family drama. Okay. That's it. And then miscellaneous. Right. So okay. So my blockbuster is Sister Act. Dude, good call. It's a good movie. <laughs> it I is. You just picked. You just picked. You just picked just horror movies. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, no. Secondly, love Sister yeah. Act. I mean, a bunch of dancing and singing nuns, and Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. Great and movie. It's um. Whoop, whoopee. Her bodyguard is this dude. There's a, a trauma movie called Death by Temptation, mm-hmm. and her bodyguard is in that. But in the, oh. in that movie, he plays like the. He's also like a secret agent. We don't know that till the end, but he's like a the. Dude that's hitting on every chick every night and getting turned down. Mm-hmm. He's very funny in it. I haven't seen it in a while, but honestly, I was running out of blockbuster movies that we had. No, there's a, there's so, a lot of good ones yeah. this year. Harvey Keitel in this? Mm-mm-mm. Harvey Keitel. And just good music. Good dancing. Good bouncing around nuns. A younger, good story. Younger Maggie Smith. Sister Act 2. I don't think that I uh, I enjoy <laughs> Sister Act 2 as well. Yeah. I think Maggie Smith was born at 70 years old. <laughs> we strangely... Do you remember anything from our childhood? Good as you, but. We uh, weirdly watched Sister Act a lot with Papa. Okay, I don't remember that, but I Which is do weird feel like because, I saw it a bunch. I mean, maybe Papa was down to watch it because, you know, he, he was down with the religion. <coughs> he was not. He was also very racist. Yeah. Oh. So, <laughs> oh. I was Wait, waiting what? to see. I, I thought that's where this is coming. But. Yeah. That's, that's where the confusion yeah. as an adult Lays in, but we, we watched a lot of Sister Act with Hubbard. I think we should dive into <laughs> racist grandfathers uh, another episode. Yeah, uh, but yeah, we'll do a list. Yeah, we'll do a list. I got. I've only heard stories about mine going to a Chinese restaurant. Oh boy. <laughs> All right, Jeff. Yep, I'm gonna use my horror pick now, and it's not Sister Act. Uh, Army of Darkness. Oh, um, duh. Yeah, the, okay. yeah the so third, that's truly the top four. Yeah, the third. Why would you say I wouldn't like it? Because you always say it's not really a horror movie, it's a comedy. It's a comedy. It is, it, it is. is. It's, it's a slapstick comedy, but it is horror as well. Just not as much as the first two by yeah. any means. Um, I mean, look, if you're an Evil Dead fan, you love it. If you're not, you're probably indifferent. It's, I, I imagine when it came out in 92, people that weren't Evil Dead fans were just like, what the? Okay. I know, but you take Bruce Campbell and throw him in the Middle Ages. No, it's, it's fun. You're in for a good time. But I'm sa- what I'm saying is like that whole... The, the story doesn't make sense unless you know the Evil Dead movies, really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's it. Simple. I could have went deeper, but I chose not to. I, I don't know how what else you could have done. Dr. Giggles. I don't like that. Happy either. Hell Night. Ghoulies 4. Yeah, I, I almost did Ghoulies 4, but Ghoulies 4 is not good. What's the Lawnmower Man? I saw that. Lawnmower Man is annoying. It's a Stephen King short that they uh, botched as a movie. They really botched. Yeah. It had uh, Val Kilmer 
Right? Val Kilmer? Yeah, Val Kilmer's in it. I don't even remember. I just remember um, it's not It's good. rough. Like, the, the the story has nothing to do... It, it has a little bit to do with a lawnmower, but, like, yeah. it's, it's about all the internet. over the place. It's not, about the not internet. The, about not, not the, it's the internet before the internet. Like, yeah, it's, it's weird. It's very strange. Interesting. So... Are we gonna are we gonna talk about that one at all or no? What Army of Darkness? I mean, yeah, you can chat it up if you want. I don't have a lot to say about. It. I mean, I probably talked about it enough before. Um, there's, I mean, I I, love, I just love Ash. Yeah, that's what I was gonna yeah, say. Ash there's is great in it. the, great the next e- again. the next Evil Dead movie is gonna come out soon, and you know, long as he's there, it's probably gonna be fine. So, even the one oh, without he, him is fine. I didn't think he was gonna be in it. Yeah, oh yeah, he's in it. I don't know how long. Maybe not as as big a role but well so I was going to pick that as my action but instead Uh-oh. I will go with um Last of the Mohicans wow oh, okay so you just killed my drama you bastard <laughs> see you you took you you put your horror I was going to put it in my... I was going to pick Evil... I was going to put Army of Darkness and then put this in my drama. Mm. You guys are going to switch. But, but um, anyway. I love this movie. It's a Daniel Day-Lewis classic. Um, it has a lot of great... Um, it's a beautifully shot movie. It has an amazing soundtrack. Like, the soundtrack I can put my on to like pump myself up. It's like heavy violin... And like you just like imagine yourself like running through the woods killing with stuff. a with a hatchet and like yeah killing people. So takes place during the French and Indian War. Daniel Day Lewis is like. I mean, I don't think he's supposed to. I think I don't really remember if they touch on it. I'm pretty sure that he was like a white baby raised by Native Americans. I don't think it's supposed. I don't think it's like problematic. Like he's supposed to be Native American. I'm pretty sure that, like, he was a white baby that was either captured or, like, was saved from, like, a town that was, like, massacred. And he's raised by this tribe. Um, uh, it's it's a book. I haven't read the book. Um, and, I, and I know a lot of it is based in truth. It's kind of one of those, you know, it's based... The, the war stuff that happens is real. Um it uh but it's like fictionalized um let me there's um madeline stowe she's a character actress that's in it um west duty is a native american he's in like every like epic native american movie though he's in Dances of Wolves he's in uh he plays the bad guy the bad uh Magua he's part of the uh I think he's in the Mohawk tribe in this um he's uh uh it's just like epic lines in this that he talks about um he uh his tribe was massacred by this one general and so he's going after this general that he calls white hair because he has he wears a white wig because it's like that time and he's like white hair I will first kill your daughter and then I will kill you wiping your seed from the earth 
Like, like his whole like mission is to like kill this guy's family so that he can no longer procreate and that his family is gone forever. Um, I don't know, shit like that's just lines like that like you know are i think are pretty well written and um anyway i love this movie i haven't watched it in a while but um if for no other reason like you got to check out the, the the score to this movie it's really fucking epic yeah there's a lot of talk about the score in this one i i don't have much to say in this one i i mean, i've definitely seen it but it's been a long time and i i just don't have enough i remember uh, expertise on it <clears throat> I remember Vinny's girlfriend early in college, Sophia, was really into this movie and kept getting to try and watch it, and I think he was not into it. Do you remember uh, that? Well, yeah, I definitely... That's the one and only time I saw it. And I don't know if it was just her boring me. It was probably just one of those movie. things where someone... You know, when you know when someone's, like, so into something, and then you're just like, yeah, it's fine. You're just like, you know... I mean, she was saying this... Would people would, sometimes people build things up too much, you know? Yeah. And you just need to be like, no, you should check this movie out, and then you'll get it. And, but like, when people build things up too much, then you're like, uh, okay. I wonder if that was. I mean, the it's, night, it's we a night long. <laughs> we don't include me in this. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> we should probably elaborate on that so that no one thinks anything bad happened. Well, night colder, so she would leave me alone, so I could hang out with you. Right, not yeah, Nyquil there, so that slain. not not Nyquil there, so you could. You no, know. I had no problem with that. I didn't need Nyquil for that. I needed Nyquil <laughs> to leave me alone, <laughs> so I could hang out with Brother Pete. God damn it! I thought we were gonna watch a movie. Anyway, <laughs> whose pick was that? Pete. That was, that was my so, pick. My pick for action. All right, I'm gonna follow up another action. I think it clears the action board, right? Yep. With you two. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to go with Passenger 57. Little Wesley Snipes oh, gem. Who doesn't like some Wesley Snipes in the 90s? Ah, I mean, this one's great. <coughs> so, I mean, everybody loves an action movie on a commercial airline. You got Conair. <laughs> you got Turbulence with the, with the late, great Ray Liotta. You have, I'm guessing, others. There's a lot of Airport. movies. Um, so this one's Wesley Snipes. He is a airline security expert that just happens to be flying on a commercial airline, not doing any business. I, I believe he's just a passenger going from point A to point B, and terrorists take over, and he's got to take care of business. Um, it is very, very... Uh, cliche 90s you could almost say it doesn't hold up at all today except I think it holds up like in a in a campy fun way like kind of laughing along with the movie um, it was a hit I, I believe I believe this even qualified for in the blockbuster realm like it was like top 10 grossing movies a year it was a hit because of Wesley Snipes and um, in the 90s action movies were were, um, you know, highly sought after. But this one, very low-key villain. It's not like your your typical um, big-name action villain. Uh, his name is Bruce Payne. Uh, the villain's name was Charles, Charles Rain. He really hasn't done anything besides this. I mean, he has a lot of 
stuff in his filmography, but it was all like B or C movies, a lot of weird sci-fi that was probably sci-fi channel um, direct, but I mean, it's good stuff. It's action on an airplane, Leslie Snipes first terrorist, and it ends with them uh, crash landing the plane, and then it all wraps up at a local carnival because, you know, you crash land a plane near a carnival, and that, that, that happens. Why not? And that's where the, the finale and the climax happens. And it's all kinds of fun. Nothing very, you know, noteworthy or really outside the box other than just a great shoot 'em up action movie. Great mm. for 1992. Yeah, Wesley Sipes in the 90s. Good shit. Has anyone else seen this one? I've never seen it, no. Oh, that's good. I have no. not. Seen a lot of Wesley Snipes in the 90s, but not this yeah, one. Yeah, quite good. Dana? That was like something I watched. Um, okay. I'm going to do Family Kids. Has, is this the first one? This is. Yeah. I don't think anyone would have picked this, but maybe they would have. But, okay, so my pick for this one is Three Ninjas. What the fuck? That's mine. <laughs> okay, I had a feeling that would be on your list. I love Three Ninjas. I love that movie. Let's get Rocky into it. loves Emily. Rocky <laughs> loves Emily. <laughs> I have to watch this movie again, but um, just, I mean, the story is kind of ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, these three little kids go see their Japanese grandfather, teaches them a bunch of ninja shit, and then they have to help the FBI. Like, it just is a little obviously. Well, then they take down, like, a master ninja. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and his crew. Course. But... I feel like when I, I don't know, it just reminds me of when I was a child. Also, when I was like little, I obviously thought the boys were really cute. Aww. <laughs> I watched it. I thought you were going to say you wanted to be a ninja. But, no, you know, I just that went the wrong way. This made me want to be a ninja. <laughs> it, this has a lot of Home Alone uh, elements too, with crazy yeah. traps when the. Um, I thought the the big. Who was like the big Japanese guy that didn't say anything? He was like the muscle big guy of the villains. I don't know. Uh, it was the same guy that was in. Uh, Wasn't he in Ninja Turtles? Yeah. Oh, Tatsu? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. that's basically yeah, that what he guy. does in this. Um, he's great, but he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt while he does it. Hilarious. Uh, Victor Wong is grandpa, and like their sensei. He has a lot of wise words for him. It's got that's some, the it's guy. Got some... That's the guy from Gremlins, right? Yes. Uh, I get him and Pat Pat Morita mix up sometimes. Pat Morita was freaking Arnold, man, on Happy Days. You can't mess that up. This I was. Just, I don't know. I'm white. This was a big part of childhood. I mean, clearly, I love this movie. And then, can we talk sequels? No, we cannot. Three okay. Ninjas Knuckle Up. That was good. I just, I actually I just said we can't. <laughs> Three Ninjas, High Noon at Mega Mountain. Producer, can you that's step in here? Not so is good. That the, is that Stop the this? That's the one with Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, it's rough. It's rough. What about Three Ninjas go to the uh, amusement park and got to take down Hulk Hogan while yeah, there. Not 1992. Kick, what's the kickback? This was a great movie. Also had it on VHS. In the clamshell. Right? Sean, you're, no. let, you're letting me down here. You're supposed to take Vinny's... Crazy. He, he said, he said no, 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 ramblings. <laughs> no, this is a great movie. Great. I watch this. I watch this a ton. Here's how you do a pick. You ready? Do my drama pick. Wait, do you like Three Ninjas? Shut up. I want to do my. <laughs> yeah, Three Ninjas is great, but I don't want to talk about the nine sequels that were not. Tum <laughs> uh, Tum was my favorite. By yeah, the way. I like Tum Tum. Um, Mommy dog poop. 
My drama is going to be the crying game. It's Pride Month. I thought you were going to get a single white female. No. I thought about the hand that rocks the cradle, too. But, mm. That uh, really disturbs me. Yeah, but the crying game's... Um, I'm joking about the Pride Month thing. But, yeah, like, uh, the, the whole... It's weird, because it's like the IRA and a transgender girlfriend, and it's just a odd movie. Um, I've never seen this it's, one. It's something. It's weird. It's, it's like a, almost like a spy movie, but there's a lot of weird shit going on in the middle of it. Oh. The Crying Game. The Crying Game? I don't think I've heard My, Literally, the only reference I know to this movie is in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Oh, when, okay. they're talk, when they're talking yeah. about, he's like, talk, oh, we're thinking about bringing the movie to Miramax. It's like, Miramax? <laughs> and then they just list off all these Miramax dramas, and, like, and Silent Bob is like acting him out. He says the crying game, and he just like puts his finger like a tear. Yeah, yeah. I've, uh, I've never seen this movie. It's um, like I said, it, it it's almost like a spy movie. It you'd have to see it, but I mean, I'll give you the rundown real quick, right? IRA guys are on the run. One of them knows he's about to get killed. He says, "You gotta find my girlfriend." To another guy, the other guy escapes to England or whatever, ends up finding the girlfriend, like becoming like into the girlfriend and then the first time they're about to do it finds out that the girlfriend is a dude and then uh-huh. more IRA stuff's going on and then Good for her. she like kills someone or something and then he takes the fall for her and then he loves her blah 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 okay. yeah that kind of loves her right her mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah. them they that, they is the <laughs> her name's Dill in the movie D-I-L which is a great like name a, by like the a, way I like that like a pickle well, yeah. Like Dill. Could, have been a, could have been a dead giveaway Dill. if you had a cock. Dill, like a pickle. <laughs> like the pickle on my pants. Um, I like Dill. If I ever have a daughter, I'll name her Dill. See, that's All how right. you do it. That's how you pick a movie. Peter. All right. Or you, pick one that you pick one that no one else has seen. Pete <laughs> seen. Yeah. There's no I'm... sequels you want to mention? Mm-mm. Okay. Yeah, there's the um, uh, the chuckling game, and then the uh, the anxiety game. The troubles part two. Electric bugle. <laughs> the troubles part two. <laughs> um, all right, so I'll knock out my drama. Drama rama. With uh, I kind of thought. I mean, this one was floating out there. I kind of thought somebody else might pick it for either Oscar or drama, but uh. Um, Al Pacino classic mm-hmm. scent of a woman. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was too obvious. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I knew it was going to be 20 minutes of us just going, <laughs> um, I've only seen this movie once, but I saw it like somewhat recently, like five years ago. Al Pacino um, and Robin. <laughs> yeah. Christopher O'Donnell. Uh, Chris O'Donnell. I don't um, like him. Pre no? Robin. No. Okay. I feel like I don't know why. He gets on my fucking nerves. It's probably as a Batman, but I'm a little bit like confused about what his. He's got a strange career trajectory. Like well, he's, he's a TV this. guy now. Yeah, but, but like yeah, why? Doing why? Stupid NCIS. But it's been like a 20 years of it. He's been shitty on for a long time. Dad, shitty dad TV. Yeah, fuck NCIS. All right, God. Um, and all the cities that are associated with it. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so. <laughs> This movie, I mean, this, it's a, it, you know, it's a heartwarming tale. It's, um, Chris O'Donnell is, he's basically, from what I remember, he's like, he's kind of framed. He's at this boarding school and, and, and he's accused of being involved in this, 
this thing that he's going to be put in front of the board. Yeah, and, like, they're going to expel him. Yeah. But, like, he didn't really do it. Either he didn't really do it or it's, like, someone framed him. I don't remember exact details. But he's he somehow ends up in the un, under the tutelage of Al Pacino, who's a blind man. And he's teaching him, you know, his lessons about life. And, uh, um, you know, there's some good stuff in there, you know. And he, and he, and he explains, you know, um, you should smell women, I think, is basically what <laughs> I do it every time <laughs> I go to the bar. They don't he like it for some reason. Something about, you know, I don't remember exactly how the name of the movie plays in it. It's something about, there's nothing like the scent of a woman. Hoo-ah! And she's got a great ass! <laughs> Oh, that's some different. That's some heat. That's heat. Um, but yeah, no, I mean it's a, it's a, you know, oh, he does give like a pretty epic speech at the end. Yeah, the court, like about, the the courtroom yeah. speech is really good. I agree. Yeah, that that's kind of like the build up to all that. Because um, yeah. he's a what's the deal? They call him. He, he's like the colonel. or The something. colonel or the sergeant. Yeah, I or forget the what it is. Or, the gen- yeah, yeah major. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. This table's yeah. all of a sudden gotten very crowded. And I'm moving stuff. Um, I didn't mean to. And then, uh, and then it turns out he's not actually blind the whole time. No. <laughs> what a uh, twist! <laughs> uh, but you know, this, I mean, this is I, you know, of, I mean, Al Pacino's nominations. I'm pretty sure he was nominated for this, maybe. Um, anyway, yeah. So, son of a woman. Hoo-ah! Yeah. Good choice, Vinny. That would have been sad if it didn't make it on the list. Um, all right, I'm gonna go. All right, so both of you jabronis still need to do family, right? Yep. Well, I know no one's touching my family, so. Well. Harley, what are you doing? Uh, so I'm going to go, because I'm assuming someone's going to take the obvious family pick. So I'm going to take a less, I can't do it, I keep going to write it. A less obvious, I'm going to go with Beethoven. Not a fan. Why? Not a fan. Not a fan. What's wrong with you? I don't really care for dogs. But Harley's right here. She came down here for this pick. You didn't want. To, you didn't want a Saint Bernard. After this you made me want a Saint Bernard. Yeah. So bad. Because You're I had seen Cujo. <laughs> well, I saw this before Cujo. Uh, well, lucky you. <laughs> and we were begging for a Saint yeah. Bernard. And then one of the sequels that had puppies. I said, I need it. Oh my god! And they have the ribbons and all the girls. Yeah. Oh. Dude, so many good sequels. Beethoven 1 through 6. Okay, I don't want to hear about the sequels anymore. Uh, a slobbering St. Bernard becomes the center of attention for a loving family, but must contend with a dog-napping veterinarian and his henchman. Now that dog-napping vet was the villain of villains when I was... It was like, this, is, this might be... Like, all these family movies are the closest that I saw to 1992. Obviously, you didn't. Yeah. Um... But man, I hated that 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 uh, vet. Who played the villain? Dean Jones, son of a bitch. The best <laughs> dog movie is Sea Spot Run. That's good. Uh, Airbud. Air Homeward Bound. No. Homeward Bound. Sea Spot Run. Except I can't handle when Shadow gets caught yeah. in that mud pit. Sea Spot Run. You got a young Stanley Tucci in this movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't realize how many actors you got. Oliver Platt, you got I love uh, Platt. Um, Patricia Heaton from uh, Everybody's Raymond. Like I don't even remember where the hell she was. Tucci's a Philly guy, isn't he? Or am I thinking of someone else? 
Might be an Italian person. guy. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> I don't know if he's Philly. I think he's Philly. Guy. Anyway, this is a classic family movie. He's definitely bald. It's based around the dog. <laughs> the dog is a klutz and gets in trouble and destroys things in the house. The dad gets mad. The dad, played by uh, uh, Charles Gurdon, who does a great job. Yeah, and the son from Step by Step. Yeah. We all know the story. It's it, it's it's a classic. You got and, David Duchovny yeah, too. A uh, it's pronounced Duchovny. <laughs> also Italian. <laughs> Who calls him that? Me, when I was younger. I used to say ah. David Duchovny all the time. <laughs> my, dad was, my dad was like, who? I was like, David Duchovny, the guy from the X-Files? like, Duchovny? <laughs> oh. Dad, I'm, I'm 10. He's, he's one of the vets' uh, henchmen. Put the belt away. There was so many um, sequels. Yeah, that nobody cares about. We saw the second and third one. Well, good for you. I probably saw. I mean, I don't know what this Beethoven's big you know situation is. But. How many sequels of Land Before Time there are? Dude, <laughs> every every sequel, every sequel you try we to talk about, like twelve of them. Yeah. Every sequel you try to talk about is another minute I'm not at the bar trying to smell women, like Al Pacino has taught me. <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to, you're supposed to run up. Sniff their head and yell hoo-ah. That's the whole movie. And then if you, you go into the bathroom and you do stuff. And you're and you're like herbal essences. Hoo-ah. <laughs> there was like twelve sequels Land Before Time. Dana, the please little pick baby your pick. dinosaurs <laughs> never got older. Please pick your pick, Dana. I love the Land Before Time. Oh, we have um, so many clam jobs of that movie. Okay, so this is my last like not miscellaneous one, right? So mm-hmm. my drama one is Poison Ivy. What is that? What? Have you guys not seen it? I was thinking Have that. Have you seen it? It sounds familiar. Yeah. Who's in that? Drew Barrymore. <laughs> Drew Barrymore, that? yes. That's Drew Barrymore, um, Sarah Gilbert, you know, Darlene from Roseanne. Not a fan. Which I love. Hate Roseanne. Um, I fucking hate Roseanne. I love Roseanne. Nobody Rashi. likes Roseanne. So she's in it. Tom Skerritt? How do you say that? Skerritt. Skerritt. Yeah. Tom, yeah. Top Gun. Um, so you guys have never seen it? Let me guess. Drew Barrymore is a young seductress. Yes. Nailed it, which I think it's kind of weird to see her in that role, personally. I mean, she was a young seductress at one point. Wait, Leo's in this? Uncle? Leo. DiCaprio. Nobody. His name is Guy. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I don't remember him in it. He must have just His name's Guy. Guy. Or he is a he guy. He's just a guy. Guy. A guy. 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 Guy Fieri? Oh, <laughs> he was uh, the mayor of Flavortown. But it's just a young teen. She has, you know, troubled teen, classic troubled teen, goes to live with her rich best friend. Her rich best friend's mom is like crippled in bed, obviously not satisfying her dad. <laughs> so then Drew Barrymore is. Oh my. It's, and then there's some murders so at the end. What in the hell did you watch this? I don't know, but I've seen it. Huh. Not obviously not when I was little. While she was seducing one of her friend's fathers. <laughs> <laughs> but That's where she got the idea. Great movie. And I, those are my categories other than miscellaneous. Where'd you put this? Drama. All right. So I'm going to my so family. You, yeah, you were holding on to that, right? Because you knew. You barely started drinking when she was seven. By yeah, way. she was oh, smoking shit. pot at like seven. I um, thought you made that up. No, youngest per- youngest person to ever uh, host too. SNL. Also, there's sequels. There's sequels. How old was she when she hosted wow. SNL? Seven. She was seven when she hosted SNL. Yeah. What? That was like six years after Firestarter, right? I feel like they would have made a bigger deal about that. They never bring that up. Anywho. I'm sure. I'm sure it wasn't that great of an episode. No, I'm sure it wasn't. Uh, I'm going to my family pick. 
which is something that may, maybe not everyone has seen. It's called Stay Tuned. Never heard of it. So it's a movie starring John Ritter. Um, Jeffrey Jones is in it. Uh, Eugene Levy's in it. Uh, Don Kalfa from Return of the Living Dead's in it. Anywho, the gist is John Ritter is like a deadbeat dad kind of guy. He's got a family. Ends up buying a cable box from the devil. And then uh, gets him and his wife get sucked into the TV and they're going through. It's basically spoofs and parodies of all sorts of music videos and TV shows and game shows. And the kids are trying to save them and all this stuff. It's super fun. Um, it's got to be somewhere streaming. I feel like it was one of those movies that was on HBO like all the time. I love John Ritter. Personally, big Threes Company fan. Mm-hmm. Threes, uh, uh, dating my teen, uh, uh, seven simple rules for dating my mm-hmm. teenage daughter, or whatever. Uh, when he died, I was like heartbroken. Uh, but this movie was like a childhood um, favorite for me. It was like this and Mom and Dad Saved the, the World, which also had Jeffrey Jones in it. And I think also came out in 92. I think it's the same year. And it was a family movie? Yeah. I, it, it's not like your typical family movie yeah. but it's nothing like we watched it as a family there's nothing offensive in it there's there's some stuff that yeah it's going to go over the kids heads and you're not going to get like the prince video that they're spoofing mm-hmm. but then you're going to see the everything else that they're making fun of and you get it and like i said they have the family it's john ritter his wife and then they're two kids so it's like made to you know um what's that movie the gate it kind of has the gate kind of feel with the kids where the kids are like uh, summoning stuff. I don't know. You'd have to watch it, but I don't know. I love it. Yeah, I've never heard of that one. I want to make note that Jeff didn't write anything else down next to family. He just wrote that was Stay it. Tuned, that knowing, was it. knowing that no one else was going yeah. to take this. I could have went with Mom and Dad Save the World. That's got John Lovitz in it. This has a. Uh, Hello! <laughs> Acting! The the actor Eric King who played Dokes on Dexter was in Stay Tuned. Okay. He must have been pretty young back in '92. Surprise, motherfucker! Surprise, motherfucker! <laughs> Dexter, the TV show. Mm-hmm. The whole season. Se- the- have you heard of it, Jeff? No, I'd never seen it. Uh, it's about a doctor, right? Doctor Dexter. <laughs> yeah. Um. That puts so, you so am I the last one to pick family? No, I think Benny still has to as well. No, actually, you are the last. You're the last. Yeah, he's the last. I got comedy last. Yeah. Okay, so I didn't even have this on my list because I thought for sure that someone's gonna pick it, but um, I'll I'll throw in my honorable mentions that I have backed up for family first that I'm not gonna talk about. I'll just mention them. Uh, my backups were Fern Gully. Ooh, nice. And and Honey, I blew up the kid. That one's the worst. But yeah, it's the worst. Since it's still here, Mighty Ducks. Yeah, yeah. I thought I, I thought someone was gonna take it, so I, I couldn't pass um, up. There was there's a scenario where I have like four Emilio Estevez movies on here, but I just was <laughs> like, you know what? No, <laughs> I won't do that. It is not the best in the franchise. Two, two, two is yeah, for two sure. is better. And but I do love three. It's but it's better than three. We're not and talking about original. Sequels. And, not talking sequels here. Um, but no, yeah, I mean it's great. We love sequels. Uh, basically, I think I think the, if I remember correctly, doesn't isn't Gordon Bombay doesn't he get a DUI? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. So he's doing and community then, service. So he's doing community service. Um, Which that I makes remember, sense. Get the the drunken and, DUI. And you remember how he gets the DUI? 
He doesn't even have to take a sobriety test. All he says is, can you turn the music down, sir? And he says, I guess it is a whittle wowed. A whittle? Boom, jail. <laughs> and they're like, Donald Duck, Mighty Ducks. <laughs> whittle. Um, anyway. Um, his, boss's his boss's name is Ducksworth. Yes. Quack, 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 that's actually, that's, this is actually how they come up with the name Mighty Ducks. Yeah, to get money from them. Um, they all get scam. the money, they money from <laughs> Ducksworth, which is I feel it, you're automatic. I feel like if you name if you're born into a family named Ducksworth, you're born out of the womb holding a hundred thousand dollars cash. The best character in the movie is MC Ganey as his driver. Yeah, I want to know that guy's life story because they're like dry, before Fulton hits the, the the van with like the slap shot. He's like, then there was a while I was working for Grand Funk Railroad, and I'm like, whoa, hold on, let's let's get into this guy's story. So classic kids movie, also classic sports movie. There's a whole other category we can we can. Uh, uh, they're tough though because I don't think every year has a great sports movie. Yeah. I don't mean year. I, I just know, mean we just could do, we could do a sports movie list. Yeah, war games. Stop telling um, me how to do lists. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah. I mean, uh, I, Emilio, love Emilio. Yeah, I love Emilio too. One of love Goldberg. Uh, Emilio Estevez might be one of the most underrated actors ever. I wish that he did more. Same. He like, got born again, know. and I think he just stopped. Mm. No, well, he he has a giant pot farm oh does he that that's all that he doesn't need to act anymore. oh good for him because yeah. even when he directed like when he directed he's stuff it, it was good yeah he's had it well before it was ever legalized he had i mean it was like it was medical in california but well, i guess yeah, me and emilio are gonna have time. to connect and i um, think it's gonna be me emilio martin we're gonna cut charlie out but he uh the last movie i saw that had him in it he was um it was him and his dad, Martin Sheen, uh, and Emilio, like walked this path that's like a well-known path that people hike. That's in, the he directed Spain. that, yeah. And he was in it, but it was really not really about him. It was about his dad. Right. He died. He dies of yeah. cancer, and his dad is walking the path to like rekin to yes. like because they had a tumultuous. Yeah, this is the that's after he gets born again. Yeah. So that's the last movie that I don't know if he's done. Oh no, so, you know what? He's he in the Mighty Ducks series. He, he came back. Going on. Well, yeah, he had the Mighty Ducks series, but <coughs> he also had a great cameo in Three and a Half Men with Charlie Sheen. And I never seen that one. He he played uh, like Charlie Sheen's like old time like drinking buddy, okay. and like came back into town and you know uh, Charlie Sheen was like telling his brother, "Oh, this is my old drinking buddy. Like we we you know we were." Picking up all kinds of women and drinking and blah blah blah, and they were catching up on old times and smoking a cigar out on the deck and and drinking whiskey. And Emilio Estevez just dies <laughs> in the chair. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big Estevez fan. Uh, Men at Work, that's one of oh, my Men favorite. At and he directed that. Um, I Young Guns, Young Guns Two. Love Young Guns. Repo Man. Yeah, I'm a huge. Huge fan of that family. I didn't I realize in he, general. Yeah. he directed Men at Work. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, that family he's in, in the general. First, he's in the first Mission Impossible movie. Uh huh. Very, yeah. very briefly. Dies yeah. in the elevator. Yeah. That was probably like the end for me. Like when I was like, oh, 
I haven't seen Emilio Estevez in a while. Oh, there's Emilio Estevez. Oh. Mm, yeah. He wasn't in that very long. <laughs> All right, we're down to the last category. Well, shows up in Mighty Ducks 3. Um, he's got to get his speech in, you know? So we all basically hung on to miscellaneous till the end, huh? Well, no, I, hold on. I still have comedy. Vinny's got a comedy pick left. And then miscellaneous. And then we're going to miscellaneous. Oh, I'm jumping ahead because I need to go smell. I'm, I'm the fourth person. I need to go smell a minute at the bar, so. <laughs> um, all right, comedy. I hope this isn't controversial. It's a great movie. I, can, I don't think so. I think a League of Their Own? Yeah. Yeah, that's not controversial at all. All right, good. It, it, was my, it was a backup on my list. Yeah, I had a um, comedy list. I think... This is top top form Tom Hanks. Yeah. There's nobody funnier in that movie than Tom Hanks. Uh, Gina Davis is just a gem in this. She's wonderful and beautiful and uh, inspiring. She the main incredibly queen incredibly queen. underrated actress. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where, where did where did she go? Nowhere. She just does her things. So there, there wasn't like nothing like happened, right? Like she just not that I'm aware of. Right. Yeah. Um, Lori Petty as Kit mm-hmm. um, with Point Break theme, also Free mm-hmm. Willy. <laughs> uh, and then we, you know when you have when you put the ensemble together with Madonna and Rosie O'Donnell, this this the whole group of girls. So the story of John Lovitz. John Lovitz. If you haven't seen this. It takes place during World War Two. The whole the whole John Lovett scouting trip is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, if somehow you haven't seen this movie, uh, World War Two, the professional baseball league is depleted because all the uh, young men are fighting in the war. So they create a women's baseball league, and Tom Hanks is the manager. He's Jimmy a, Dugan. He's like a disgraced. Um, major leaguer. Major leaguer himself. He's a, he's a drunkard, and he is tasked with coaching these women against his will. He's not happy about it. He's drunk. It's a mess. They they go to the scouting report. They put the team together. Uh, comedy ensues, but then he forms a bond with the women, and they go on a run uh, in the league, and you have the feud between uh, Kit and I forget Gene Davis's character's name. But Gina Davis. There's like a what? You know who I really liked? Gina. Ah, uh, there's uh, so there's a few going on. It, it's it's great stuff. It, there and there's like some really dramatic moments that are oh, yeah. Like pulls in the heartstrings a little bit. Oh, like the girls getting like the letters delivered that their husbands died. Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh. Um, sneaking out to go like clubbing. Yep. Swing yep. dancing, whatever the hell they were doing. Yeah, I seen in the locker room when. The mail guy comes, yeah. and delivers the letter, and uh, they're all just Bill Pol- Pullman. Bill Pullman. Oh, that's right. He's Gina the, Davis' husband. Yeah. Yep. The uh, I think the best line in the movie is a very quick one. It's uh, they're staying at this house. They're about to go on the road, and these kids see Jimmy Dugan. They run up with a ball and like, "Oh, Mr. Dugan, will you sign our ball?" And signs the ball, hands it over, and they're like rushing to get on the bus. And the kid reads it out loud. Avoid the clap. Jimmy Dugan. <laughs> yeah. Tom Hanks just screams out, that's good advice. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. All around good stuff. Madonna? I, know, I mean, I, I said... Who? Madonna? Looking in this, she's hot. Yeah, she's very hot in this. Mm-hmm. And she's uh, uh, she's very good acting-wise in this. As well. Yeah, 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 she turns it on for this. Yeah. 
I don't like her. Like, I love Dick Tracy, but I hate her in Dick Tracy. But I really like her in this, yeah. A lot of good uh, large 1940s brassiere scenes. <laughs> like missiles. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know I mentioned it in the last episode, but I mean, I will never pass up any opportunity to gush about Tom Hanks. Greatest living actor. Um, and he's brilliant in this and everything else he does. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And uh, also, I think coming to Hulu, I might be wrong on the on what platform, but there's a series, uh, a, a limited series. It's called that's based on this movie mm. coming out. Really? With uh, with a pretty big cast, I think. I, I don't know off the top of my head who's in it. Takes but. place in the same era. Yeah, it's supposed to. Be, it's basically supposed to be this movie, but it's going to be a series. Okay. Instead. All right, before we get into our last picks, we're all doing miscellaneous last year. Yeah, it looks that way. Let's introduce some closing beers for the episode. Sean was nice enough to bring us some beers. You want to uh, introduce this one? Yeah, uh, over the Memorial Day holiday, I went down to Stevensville, Maryland, and they had a brewery in town called Cult Classic Brewery. Uh, the tap room was all horror-themed, a lot of shit from the 50s, and this beer... Uh, it's called Attack of the Strawberry Blonde. And yeah, there's pretty, a little... pretty sweet can art. Steph's yeah. on the front. Yeah, this was... I was hoping Steph wouldn't uh, have COVID in bed and be a part of this one. Because it's like a giant Stephanie picking up a car. Yeah. Wreaking havoc. Yeah, I haven't seen uh, Attack of the 50-Foot Woman, which I think is what this is based off. But... I like the... Uh, Ooh. The, the can art has a little blurb on the side there's a flying satellite and a 30 foot giant a few miles out on six <coughs> hashtag tag the sheriff watch out we're all blowing up my dad absolutely loved this and he bought all these beers so thanks dad yeah uh, dad. yo that's nice he's a gentleman oh yeah it's very refreshing it's almost like a cream ale yeah, yeah. The, the strawberry is like subtle it's not like a fake strawberry flavor um, you can tell they, they definitely use some real fruit juice in there. Yo, Blondale makes it very good. satisfying. That's good. That tastes like strawberry ice cream a little. It tastes time. really fucking good. He said make sure the six pack gets to Pete, so I got another one for you, Pete. Uh, Pete, I saved a showtime at sundown for you as well. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Both of you guys. Let's get into some miscellaneous. All right. All right. Shall I go first, still? Yep. Yeah. All right. So my little fact of 1992 was that text messaging was invented which i thought was that's hard really? to believe oh yeah. on beepers no so the first text message was sent december 3rd 1992 from neil papworth he was a developer of mobile phones but the only thing is he did send it from his pc but to a phone and said, merry, merry christmas to richard jarvis Huh. All right, Richard. Wait, was that a car phone or what? A, Voda, a Vodafone. A who? A Vodafone? Yeah, I don't even know what that is. What's a Vodafone? I didn't even know they had... Well, I guess they had... So they didn't... Yeah. I figured they just had, like, car phones, like, in limousines, like, Home Alone 2. That was it. Well, they had those big bricks, those big gray bricks. Well, I mean, yeah. they had the... Um, what are they those called? Those came out... But beepers received, like, text messages, right? 
Like it started with just uh, yeah the in the nineties. Yeah, you could do like a quick like uh, call me. Or, yeah, yeah. Or SOS. <laughs> um, what are those phones called? They were huge. They they were like you carried it in like a book bag. Nokia. No, but it was like they used them in like the army, and then they sort of made their way to like the public, and then oh, you got yeah. the brick, and then. Hmm. I don't know. All right, well, that's interesting. Yeah. I would never guess that. Me neither. I was surprised oh. when I was going through my life. My miscellaneous, uh, in keeping in uh, theme with my last miscellaneous, actually, 1992 is the year that Jeffrey Dahmer was sentenced that's, to prison. Yeah. Ah. That. Yeah. Hacking up all those little boys. Mm-hmm. Yo, you know how he got killed in prison? Mm. Bludgeoned yeah. to death. Oh, shit. Oh. Was he in there for a while, or did it happen pretty quickly? It was, it was in the so, gym. It was right? only 90. It, it, it was probably less than 10 years. Yeah, he, was, he wasn't He was even oh, in jail. He was, no, it was it dead. Right. Yeah, it was dead before 2000. So it was probably like 96, 97. Huh. It so was like, what was the it motive? It was like with was a broken off mop handle or something. Yeah, he, he, the motive was just he prison. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure he was a creeper in prison. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, he was like in the dudes and well, stuff. Well, don't, so. don't prisoners not like. Prisoners who kill children. Well, yeah, they didn't kill they, children. They wouldn't have waited that long. He, is, you know, I, I said children, but yeah. it was just yeah. It was, he wasn't a pedo. He wasn't a pedo, but he killed teenagers. No, th- there's actually there's a crazy video you can watch. Um, it's a guy's court date. He's he's uh, an inmate that was serving like 30 years, and they cellmated him with some pedophile, and the first night he murdered the guy. Yeah, and he's in. He murdered the pedophile. He murdered the pedophile, and he uh, he's in front of the judge, and they're like, "How do you plead?" And he's like, "Guilty." And they're like, "Well, what did you do?" He's like, "Well, so and so was my cellmate. He kept trying to justify why he raped children, so I killed him." Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I saw that video. Yeah, probably happened. Good on, I mean, like, good on him. Yeah, mm-hmm. when those dudes are already in there for life, they're like, whatever. They call them chomos, child molesters, and there's no, uh, there's no lower form of life in prison. Yeah. yeah. They hate them more than they hate the guards. How can you hate a prison guard? How about that lady that ran away with the inmate? Oh, I'm sure they're, I'm sure they're really present. That's going to be a movie soon. Yeah. Probably a lifetime. Yeah, it just happened like a couple weeks ago. It was like, I was like deep into the the saga of the whole thing. She was, killed like, herself. Yeah. She shot herself in the head and so then he got... Uh, a prison guard helped... Uh, a female prison guard helped a male inmate escape. And it was a pretty like well-thought-out plan. They had ditch cars. She sold her house. They had money lined up. They had hotels lined up. And they were on the run for like 11 or 12 days. And by day 10, the authorities had no idea where they were. Like, no idea. And then they made the mistake of staying staying at a hotel in the next state like a few days too long, so mm. people started to notice. Um, they they had disguises and everything like it was very well thought out, but they fucked up and stayed in one place too long, so they got a tip. And then they were on a run police chase. She killed herself in the passenger seat, and then he ended up crashing, and now he's back in jail. But like it was a whole oh, thing. Shit, after reading that. Pete, you're up on the misc. All right. So I thought that this may have shown up on Jeff's radar, but I'm glad that I'm here to talk about it because this is a formulaic, I think is a word, mm-hmm. formulaic event. Um, you know, we talk a lot about 
or at least have lots of references to. We don't always talk about it. Wrestling on this podcast. And this event, which happened on January 11th, 1992, is what started the career of the most electrifying singles wrestler in the history of professional wrestling. Professional wrestling. And it was the barbershop incident. Oh, wow. Where, where Michaels and Janetti. Where Shawn Michaels turned on his longtime Rockers tag team partner, Marty Janetti, super kicked him, and then threw him through the barbershop window. Plate glass window. Plate glass window of Brutus the Barber Beefcake's barbershop. Mm hmm. And uh, I remember, I mean, at this time in my life, I was like deep into, like, I oh, believed yeah. it. Yeah, I believed, I believed it. Oh, I believed yes. it was real. And there was all this, you know, in the magazines and everything, they were talking about how Marty Janetti's face was mangled <laughs> and all this stuff. And then, of course, he shows up back, like, you know, like oh, months yeah. later, and they try and, like, keep him as a singles wrestler, too. But, like, at that point, Shawn Michaels is, and then the stars, you know, he's, he's skyrocketed so fast. I mean, he's, unquestionably the greatest of all time in my opinion um but um yeah i mean without that that whether um and and i've seen in interviews later on um where you know marty knew what was happening and he said you're gonna you're gonna take care of me right and he said that sean laid into that kick like any kick that he, that you would ever give. Now, of course, maybe he's just keep maybe he's just keeping kayfabe alive. But who knows? Marty Gennetti is also a crazy person. I don't know if you ever heard the oh, stories yeah, Marty, about it, him. It, yeah, yeah. Well, well, the the stories of them when they were when they were tag team together. Well, even after he, that, and recently. Just, just where, well, yeah, but, but they'll, they'll find them like naked in a dumpster yeah. somewhere. <laughs> yeah. like. But but he he talked about in that in that A and E doc that they did. Um, about Shawn Michaels. Well, they did a bunch of different wrestlers, but he talked about how she, he's like, I was there the first time that Shawn did cocaine. Well, yeah. And he's like, and, and he's like, and there was never, he's like, I saw something come alive that I, you know, never thought. And then, you know, it, from then on, it was like all, all that mattered to them was drugs. And, um, but it's funny, you see those, I mean, I mean, Shawn Michaels was always in shape, but you see those older clips of them in the Rockers and he's like a little chubby. Yeah, he's a little chubby. Yeah. And, and, uh, but yeah. Anyway, um, that's that was my miss. My miss. All right, Vinny, you're the last one. All right, my 1992 isn't as uh, I don't know exotic <coughs> as everybody else, but I would like to point out the tremendous release by Alice in Chains and their album Dirt. Dirt. Yeah. Um, them bones. Not only some of their most popular and best. Singles like Them Bones, uh, Down the Hole, Rooster, um, but Wood. some of my Angry Chair, Wood, but some of my favorite like personal songs that don't get as much love, uh, Damn That River, which, which is still pretty popular, but uh, Godsmack and Hate to Feel are, might be my two favorite Alice in Chains songs. Um, it, it's a... It's one of those albums like we were talking about on a previous episode where you can listen cover to cover and it is just tremendous. Um, 
I mean, Allison Chains. Allison Chains. We've I have talked about many times on the show. One of my favorite bands, and this is a great album. Surprised you didn't uh, mention Vulgar Display of Power. Also came out. In I know, but there are a lot of good records that came out. In um, Cannibal Corpse '92. The Chronic. Rage Against the Machine. The Chronic. Rage. Also, yeah. Mortal Kombat was released this year. In the first. arcade? Ah, really? On yeah. consoles or the arcade? Console. Oh, my. It was quite a good year, I would have to agree. Yeah. Good, year. good year. And, of course, at the end of the list, the best thing to come out of 1992? Dana. Me. Dana. Oh. Thanks, Pete. That was cute. You're the best. Um... I don't want to get too deep into it. Any honorable mentions that anyone wants to talk about? That they were like, I really was on the line with it. Or... I think they. I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah, I everything. am too. I mean, there was four of us picking in all those categories. The only <coughs> one I will say, my action was almost different. Um, it was a movie called Rapid Fire. It was the movie that made Brandon Lee a star. Yeah. And that was kind of like. I'm surprised you didn't go that way. I, I wanted to, but at the same time, what, uh, Batman Returns, like, yeah. But it was like, that's only a big deal because he passed. So, like, he, you know, the, yeah. the crow thing happens a year later. Like, yeah, I think overall um, we did very well. Three, three movies here that didn't make it on anybody's list that were backups for me in a couple of different categories where. Buffy the Vampire Slayer with Christy Swanson. Yep, almost yeah, went there. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't have that. I, um, almost went there. Patriot Games. Yeah, Harrison Ford. And um, uh, wait, what was the third one? Oh, I guess it was. Oh, oh Lethal Windows, Weapon man. Three. Lethal yeah. Weapon. Yeah, Lethal Weapon Three. Yeah. I also had Captain that, Ron on my. I love, hey man, you can't Captain go wrong with, with a, a Kurt Russell movie. Yeah. Oh, wait, that can't be 92. Yeah, it's 92. Yeah. It's oh, that would have definitely been my comedy. I don't really like Captain Ross. Oh, it's I love like, it. There's something about that, like, goofy 90s comedy, family comedy, I guess you'd call it. Yeah, but that trio. It's, yeah, but it, it just it bothers me. Like, it's just not, it's just like. Uh, it's I feel like it. there are movies that were always on like TBS and TNT. Like, it's like they were made for your parents. Yeah. And it's just so like, I don't, they definitely were. Yeah. I, don't, I don't care about these. Yeah. No, I care about them. Still made for All right. Me, so. Sean, you want to jump a recap real fast before we hit the three hour mark? <laughs> yeah, sure can. I'll run down it pretty quick. So for the family <coughs> and kids section, we had, I'm not going to do it in any particular order. I'm just going to list them off. Yeah. We had Beethoven, Stay Tuned, Three Ninjas, and Mighty Ducks. For comedy, we had A League of Their Own, Encino Man, My Cousin Vinny, and Wayne's World. For action, we had Passenger 57, Batman Returns, Reservoir Dogs, and Last of the Mohicans. For blockbuster, we had Basic Instinct, Home Alone 2, Alien 3, and The Sister Act. The Sister Act. Real No, oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> no, I like that. <laughs> that was the sequel. For drama, we had A Few Good Men, Crying Game, Poison Ivy, and Scent of a Woman. For Oscars, we had The Unforgiven, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, Under Siege, and Aladdin. I can't believe Under Siege was 
<laughs> Under siege in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> For horror, we had Hellraiser 3, Army of Darkness, Candyman, and Dracula. And if we're going to do miscellaneous, we had mentions of Alice in Chains, Dirt. We had, this was the year that Jeffrey Dahmer was sentenced to jail. Uh, text messages were invented, and Shawn Michaels turns. That's a good list. Yeah, I like That's it. That's a good list. I like it. I especially appreciate Under Siege making all the Oscars. <laughs> I don't. Because I was just going to put him on, or put it on the action. You no, know next time we do one of these, I'm going to go to the Oscars, and I'm going to find out whatever, like, the best foreign short film was, and I'm going to get that on my Oscars. Well, I have to say, Vinny, when we did the 80 list, you said that it had to win to make the list. I know. I broadened it for this. Well, didn't we mess that list up, too, because we were all looking at the wrong year? We were looking at the 80 Oscars, which would have been the 79 movies. No, we realized right before. We were looking at the right year. But, um, yeah, I I broadened it because that that made it too tough. Another producer note, Army of Darkness wasn't released in the U.S. until 93, but it was released worldwide in 92. Wait, hold on. Oh, we don't have that button, but... (laughs) (laughs) Alright, recount. Well, we gotta start over. Alright. Dana with the first pick. Oh, God. Alright, well, Dana, it's been fun. Thank you for being born in 1992. Let me mention one quick thing. If our listeners could help us out with the social media algorithms. so Oh, you're not going here. I am. So, <laughs> on your Apple Podcast, if that's the service that you choose to listen to us on, if you could please leave us a review. That would be very much appreciated. It helps get the podcast out to the larger masses. And, uh, yeah, you wouldn't mind just throwing a star, a couple words. Yeah, give us, give us what, what is it, four stars, five stars? How's that well, work? five is the max. I mean, right, so give us five stars and tell them you like my feet. That's fine. Yeah, I yeah. don't care. Whatever. But yeah, a little little podcast or Apple podcast review wouldn't hurt anyone. What do you do on Spotify? Do they do reviews? They don't stuff? have reviews yet. Apparently it's coming. Uh, whatever. Yeah. I just had someone ask me tonight. They were like, what are you guys on? I was like, we're on everything. <laughs> I mean, there, there's Spotify nothing we're not Apple, on. <laughs> Spotify and Apple podcasts are no, I know, but it's it. funny when people ask like what you're on if you're a yeah. podcast. Like, yeah. well, there's only like yeah two things that people listen to. We're on everything. Well, people do listen. Like, what our third biggest is Podbean, which I would never think to listen to a podcast on Podbean. I wonder why. I wonder if it's an. I don't know why. I wonder what the uh, people use Podcast Addict. A lot of Android users use that. Okay. Uh, or is there like an app where you just pull up the podcast and it just gives you the first thing it gives you maybe something like that I don't know doesn't matter to me whatever but throw us a review we would appreciate it um you want to do any social media plugs can I throw something out there Pete's got a plug can I throw something out before you Pete yes (laughs) Uh, I just want everyone if you could google 1992 sci-fi movies and you will totally understand why we that did not say get it. on the list. We don't want to get <laughs> we, we don't want to can't get canceled. Somebody very but if you look paid. at the yeah. so, somebody very the second or third meticulously movie, uh, did something very strange title. Yeah, we encourage all of you to Google 1992 <laughs> sci-fi movies and look for the second or third title. No, it's it's the first one. It's the first one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's uh, there is a poster. It's wild name. There's- Technically eligible for every say. 
technically eligible for every category except for Oscar tonight. <laughs> Bet you made well, the, the Danish Oscars though. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Pete. I'm sorry. What what you got? I just wanted to say, no breaks. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. We all ran off at one point, I will say that. Yeah, we were <laughs> scattering about over here. Like like ants scurrying to a dropped snow cone in the heat of July. I do declare. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we thank you all for bearing with us and listening to Dana's birthday episode. Yay, thanks Yeah, some episodes will be epic. Break them up amongst your car rides, that's yeah. all. Yeah, hopefully you have a big commute, unlike me. Uh, Sean, thanks for coming down and being the producer keeper of notes. I do hope I will see you at the bar later while I'm sniffing women. Actually, I need you at the bar later while I'm sniffing women. So when someone tries to kill me, you can just be I hope there. I'm not going to the bar. Why wouldn't I go to the bar? Because you've been drinking. Dude, I am dead sober right now. It is weird. I am fired up. Anywho, I'm Jeff. He's Vinny. Thanks to Sean, Dana, Pete, the whole Killer Pod crew. Till next time. Love, peace, and chicken grease. We are out of here. And wrap. <laughs>